Jason Lee Podcast. All right, back for another great episode. So while you're at home, you hear this clapping, you should be clapping with us. This is a this is a moment. I feel like we've arrived. What a week. Listen, it's only by the grace of God that I'm here today. I'm going to give you all the energy that you um, log in to watch. But I literally rolled out of bed like literally an hour ago because last night we had dinner. And before I say this, because I already know at home you're going to say, oh, you're name dropping, you're name dropping. That's usually the kids, you know, the kids that were in helmets in school, they didn't really have a lot of friends to play with on the playground. You know who you are. You guys say that I drop names. I'm a name driver because I'm actually telling you the lit life that I've actually manifested. But but the reason why I drop the names, and I have to tell you, it's not for the people out there that think I want you to like me or you to give me clout. It's for those of you that are inspired by my, my journey and have watched me put pictures on the wall that I've manifested into relationships that I've been able to deliver interviews to you here for. So it's less about me wanting to buy you to buy into me being the cool kid because we already know i'm fucking cool okay but last night um we, uh, we had dinner with christian louboutin now did i say his name right is it louboutin because last <laughs> you, you night correct because last night tiffany haddish showed up you know we had dinner i invited my friends i didn't invite a bunch of celebrities i invited tiffany haddish who happens to be a celebrity but you know that's my bestie but i, inv- I invited rob i invited uh i'm not gonna name everybody's name but it was a it was a group full of beautiful men uh, who were straight, some were gay, I think, or gayish, I don't know. But but it was a good group of friends, um, just real friends. And I wanted them to meet Christian because Christian is such a good person. And I'm not gravitated towards towards him because of his shoes or his products and all that. I'm gravitated to him, to him because of his humility. And Rob was able to meet him yesterday. And, and Andrew met him, this is the twice he's met him now. But to be able to meet him and see him walk in by himself and entertain all of our foolishness, do you have a different idea of who he is now? Absolutely. Um, I think I've, I've talked about this before. Some of the biggest names, people who you would never expect, have like met up with us and not had an entourage with them. So yeah. like the Kanye West mm-hmm. of the world, now the Christians of the world. So it was like, a, it was wonderful to sit with him. And he was just like an open book. He just mm-hmm. shared his life with us, which yeah. was amazing. Yeah, not going to get into all the details of what we talked about because we we, had, <laughs> we talked about life. We talked about career. We talked about children. We talked about world travels. We talked about culture. But we also talked, we had a kiki too. Oh, it was a kiki. It was a kiki oh, and it was fun. I will say, those of you that meet my friends, stop pitching shit. <laughs> oh my God. Stop pitching shit because I'm going to put a couple people on blast. Where the bomb at? Hold on. Let me... <laughs> Tiffany Haddish. I'm putting you on blast first. Tiffany Haddish came to dinner. You know, the Tiffany is the energy we all need in our lives. But I have to tell you, I'm going to tell you the moment Tiffany Haddish met Christian Louboutin. Okay? She didn't come in there. She came in real calm and whatever, and we started eating or whatever. And then she left, and maybe she had a drink or two, and she went and did her comedy show, which happened to be at the restaurant we were having she was, you know, because she works on her material as yeah. she's preparing for all the tours and all that. She has a big tour coming up and a special. So um, she left and had a couple of drinks and did her set. She came back and she had an idea of pitching him the, what did she say? She pitched him a the, shoe the, idea. The, the She Ready Bunion? The She, she Ready Bunion collection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Low key though, that's smart. Why? Because bitches have bunions. Right. Christian's not designing <laughs> yeah. shoes for you. Not, that's, he entertained it. Um, he laughed at it. I said, we're not, we not doing this ghetto shit. Oh, you know, I'm representing Christian. No, it ain't happening. And then I FaceTime Mariah Carey, who pitched him a Christmas shoe. Mariah, I just wanted y'all to talk because he told me how much he loved you. And I know you love him. 
But Mariah, we, we, we all we want for Christmas is you to keep putting out music. He ain't doing no Christmas collection. Then I FaceTime Cardi for him to talk to Cardi, and Cardi ran through her house talking on all her Christian Louboutin shoes. And so, but I thought it was in, uh, a couple observations. The reason why I tell that story and the reason why I love talking about Christian is he's a black man. And that that is, I think, the reason why I wanted all of my friends who are aspiring actors or models or designers or athletes or whatever they're passionate about that are in their process, the same way he was in his process, the same way I've, I've been in mine and still in my process, to be able to see success, sit at the table with it, ask questions. He was entertaining. Every question of everybody wanted to know how he started, what was his motivation, how did he get inspired, what was his first shoe, what was the process like, and he was talking about the grind, and he answered every question extremely thoroughly. And that to me, I'm getting goosebumps because it, you know my friends left inspired at how humble he was and how available with information he was. He invited us to his party tonight, which we're going. But I love the fact that uh, this black man is such an inspiration, such a positive person. And the thing I also was able to tell him last night, you know, after having talked to him a lot and met him and all that, is that now I'm very sensitive to seeing his brand everywhere. So when we're in Dubai or when we're in, you know, another country, seeing his stores and then now going in and seeing that it's not just a shoe it's evolved from a heel to a men's shoe to backpacks to products and stuff like that i don't know i love very inspired so how did you even meet him in the first place? that's a key key i'm not going to talk about <laughs> but i i will say those of you who've been watching podcasts for a long time you know how we met it, i don't want to go there because oh, it, it'll bring up old wounds but what <laughs> i will say is that again you know I say the names and say these experiences for my fans, not to the haters, and I mean, I don't care if you hate or not, but because those of you that are out there watching this podcast that are dreaming up your dream or that or that may see a Christian Louboutin shoe and, and, and only think about it as excellence and greatness because it is, it's the idea that a man had, an, had a vision and put his heart and soul into it. And because of that, it created value. And it wasn't about, because he said, I didn't create the shoe to be this mega shoe. I created the, I focused on the design, I focused on the passion of what I was creating it for. And that's when I, it, it takes me back to why I created Hollywood Unlocked. Sometimes we get in these budgets and we get in these meetings and we get in these pitches and you know we get frustrated, but you have to remember why you're doing it. I think this show, the audience, Marina coming here from her experience launching the Jason Lee show, um, and then all the other things that are coming up is, is an indication that we're on the right track. So this is my red bottle. Period. Uh, yes. And shout out to the other red bottom, you know. All right, the shade cam. All right, so yeah, we're here, um, and we have a, a long show today because we not only are going to do what you came here uh, to, to tune in for, and that's give you all this amazing tea, but we also have living, breathing tea all the way from Miami here, my friend Pr uh, Prince. Uh, you may know him from Love & Hip Hop, but now he's a bad boy over on the Zeus Network. He's here, and look, Prince pulled up. He knows what it is, so he should be fully prepared on the deep dive for me to dive real deep. Pause. <laughs> but to dive real deep, because as you know, he's been a very controversial person, but I've known Prince way before Love and Hip Hop. I've known him before TV. Prince is actually the plug in Miami. Anytime I'm there, even to this day, he is one of the few people I go to to get in and do whatever I want to do. But um, I've seen the trajectory of his career, 
and I've also seen the trajectory of his personal life. Some of it has been good. Some of it has not been good. And there's some shit we got to get into today because there's a lot of perceptions out there about him. You guys have talked about his sexuality. We've seen his OnlyFans. His dick is on the internet. If you want to Google it, take a break right here. Go over there and go look at it. Come right back. Um, he's been involved with fights with Tory Lanez prior to the shooting. Could have got shot. Um, <laughs> got arrested, domestic violence is cleared, charged again. I mean, there's a lot going on with him. And people have said he's gay, and we've seen homophobia. So we're going to talk about it all. So, Prince, I hope you come in here ready, locked, and loaded. All puns intended. <laughs> all right. But now it's time to get into what we all came for, and it's, um, what do I don't want to use? Um, let's do this one. It's the tea with Jason Lee. Why do I say the tea with Jason Lee when I'm Jason Lee? It's your segment. It's your it's brand. Oh, yeah? It's a brand. It it's a vibe. It makes sense. I can't just yeah. say it. it's the tea with me. No. That rhymes too. No. No, it's the tea with Jason yeah, Lee. Yeah, Jason Lee. Let's stay on brand. Yeah. Well, look, those of you that are tuning in are now saw that Rob Smith, my friend of... Um, probably 18 years whose couch I was sleeping on for two years as I was dreaming this whole concoction up mm -hmm. um, is actually joined the bullpen. Now, usually he's been in the other room screaming and yelling at all the foolery going on out here, but he's joined the bullpen and we'll be rotating people in and adding people to that third seat uh, who are on the team regularly. But I was so amazed to watch all the comments acknowledge that Rob is actually shadier than me. <laughs> I don't know if I'm shadier, but thank you. Marina. Thank you. He brought no, the shade. Yeah, Rob is shady, especially when the cameras go on. Yeah, shady boots. But but I love I love it, and people never really understand me and my friendships. Now I know you understand my friendship with Rob very clearly. <laughs> but listen, I was looking at the internet this uh, this week, and I mean looking at it, and I was glued to my phone because the basketball players have been playing. There have been balls running up and down the courts from Miami all the way to Denver. And I'm going to tell you, I've been in every single one of them nuggets. But let me tell you the nugget that I found myself in the other day. This one right here. Jason Tatum. Now, listen, I don't know why they picked this picture, Jason, from one Jason to another. I have to tell you something. First, I'm going to keep it clean and say congratulations on making it all the way to wherever he made it. It's not the finals, but it's the conference finals. See, I know. My gay ass is learning sports. Because <laughs> oh, here's the deal. If you want to love on athletes, you need to know what they're talking about. 100%. That's why he went to the Super Bowl. So if you want to fuck on hood, hood, hood people, you got to <laughs> smoke that, 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 that reefer. Is that what old people call mm -hmm. weed, right? Yeah, okay, well, I don't cool. smoke weed, and so I ain't really dipping in the trade. But I will tell you, Jason Tatum, I've been following you on Snapchat for a long time. I don't even follow a lot of people on Snapchat because that's where I usually do all my dirt. But I've been following you... For a long time. I love Jason Tatum. I think he's one of the most beautiful men in the NBA. He's a great father. Um, he really is um, very disciplined how he carries himself. And we never see him slipping. We never, we've not seen a sex tape. We've not seen a penis photo. A gun in his hands. We have, we've not seen a gun that shot to John ja, uh, ja Morant, who's somewhere out there unemployed. <laughs> you know, we've not seen Jason Tatum in his tater tots until now. <laughs> Jason, you blessed all of us. Uh, this past weekend because I was riding down the street and almost crashed my Mercedes Benz <laughs> because your buns made 
a debut. Now, for those of you that missed this, I don't worry, your boy got you. But let me tell you what happened. He was he went viral after he was seen adjusting his pants on live TV. And now a lot of people are saying, oh, Jason, you know, you shouldn't be commenting on this because he's a straight man. So what? First, let me start to the men that are saying that. Let me tell you something to all you broke baby mama car driving after you dropped her off to work to one of your three, four kids with three, four baby mamas don't have nothing but an EBT calling it a credit card because it swipes. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That's the same thing I say about you when y'all be hollering at my girls, Amber Rose and India Love or all the mm, girls mm -hmm. who don't want you, who's, who's, whose ballpark your balls could never dribble in. Yes, this is the same thing we say about you when you try to pull up on them. I pull up on a beautiful man, if he's straight, gay, whatever, as long as he got all his limbs and he can see me. <laughs> Not the limbs. Yeah, because I, I, well, I, you can't hug me with no arms and we can't kick you if you ain't got no feet. What we gonna so do? you wouldn't just push his wheelchair in? Push what? Girl. No, no. no and you know what? I get bashed every time I say what my, my type is. I don't have a type. My type is not one I have to push around in a wheelchair. Yeah. I just, what are we going to do? That means we have to always eat at restaurants on the first floor unless they have elevators. But then what happens if we go? No. Okay, I'm not even going to go there. Shout out to the wheelchair community. Rolling Ray, you know I got you. Well, listen, fans have had a lot to say after uh, this video went viral. First, let me show you the video. Take a look. Mm. Bay. Baby back ribs, baby back. All I know right there, Tatum. Tatum yeah, let it loop, let it loop, let it loop, let it loop, let it loop. Okay, yeah. listen, I don't know who create. One more time, one more time for the good time. Wait, no, yeah, there you go. Okay. Is there a slow mo it's option? The, it's the, um, okay, just stop the video. First, before I get into the comments, did you guys see the video? Mm -hmm. Yes. What did you think? And I know you got a man, but. My man knows that I have a crush on Jason Tatum. Oh, you do? Okay. And actually, I have receipts from me and you. Remember when I saw you in Chicago for All-Star Weekend? And I was posting Jason Tatum, and I was talking about my bae, my bae, and then you were like, nah, he's mine. Yeah, and we I were mean, fighting for him. I, and I, Tiffany. I, I, literally, right now, when you said you had a crush on him, I was thinking, like, you're not too far to get punched. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but I'm happy, like you said, that the men are getting sexualized, because the women have been getting sexualized for their boobs, butts, whatever. So a little butt is... Yeah. He got no, this thing that, sitting. That, that's a dunk. It was the camera okay. work for me. Whoever shot <laughs> that, <laughs> I think they were making content for OnlyFans, and I... Correct. I mean, I'm not... And a person who ogles that ass, but it was a it was a nice video. Why not? It was a nice video. Yeah, why are you not an ass? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, just, I don't That's ogle not, that ass. He plays his position. <laughs> I know. <laughs> now you reaching for the. <laughs> I have to remind myself to stop looking for my straw with my mouth. <laughs> yes, because that slow mo could really be problematic. All yes. right. Well, listen. I, I I I have to say, taking all the jokery out of it, right? Jason, you know you fine, but now you become a sex symbol. Now, let's just hope that the front match the back because now, because, because, because <laughs> ain't nothing worse. Ain't nothing worse. And I, maybe you've, you've encountered this at some point before you became gamefully in relationship. <laughs> nothing worse than a man that got a fat ass and when he pulled his pants down, the penis don't match. It's just nothing. Mm, a little gummy worm in the pants. Micro. Yeah, because now you have to have a different conversation. You have to say, okay, listen, as a kid, I love me some tater tots, Lord. but I didn't love them being a sausage. <laughs> When they used to pull that little can up, it just did not make sense when Oscar Mayer got that big old six jumbo pack over there in the fridge. You know what I mean? You don't pull hot dogs out of a counter. You pull them out the fridge, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think what he needs to do is monopolize on this moment because I know I've seen videos and he likes to like strip down his, his jersey and his shoes and pass them out. I think what he could do is start selling those underwear 
after oh, the game my. on OnlyFans and make a little coin. I would buy him. I would buy him and Listen. I would sniff him right here on the show for all of y'all to see. You know what? Because I will say I'm not a fan of men that have like that gym body odor, like they want to come in and start having sex. That are no. musty. Yeah, it's not yeah. even like, a, it's like there's there's different levels of must. Those of y'all, ladies and gentlemen, y'all out there watching, you know, you have a man that has come home from 24-hour fitness with 48 hours worth of funk. And I'm going to tell you something. It's okay if maybe you you went, you know, you you worked out and then you took a shower, but maybe you're not all the way crispy clean, but you don't have a stench. But those of you that run up and down that court all day and then you then you go and do a set, now you're working on your biceps, your traps, and now now you now you smell and then you come here and talk about, yo, let's 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 snack. No. There's no snacking to be done. I'm not a fan, but there are some people that actually love to have sex with people that have that little vinegar balls. Those pheromones. Not vinegar, but that little vinegar ball. A little musk. That's what they call it when there's a little tart. Is that in Chicago. <laughs> we, don't have, we, don't, we don't eat vinegar in LA. Maybe some garlic or something. But no, I just feel like th those people that go to the gym and just work out and then go to have sex. That that's kind of trifling. Well, I will tell you, I'm not a fan of that. I would smell his underwear right here on camera. In fact, I would actually keep them as like a good luck charm. <laughs> I will tell you what he should do, and, and Jason, this is again me not being messy for once. You should do the body, uh, the body photo shoot for ESPN. You know how they, mm -hmm. have, how they do the, yeah. the body collection where they right. do like really tastefully nude photo shoots? I would pay to see that. Yeah, I think he should ride this wave right now and do it. Or sure. at least do like a Calvin Klein collab. Yeah, but it, we got to see the front now. Got to see the front. <laughs> oh, got to see the front. Does he? He stays LMA, right? Oh, allegedly. You gonna get her punched? I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not gonna talk about who he's dating. What I will say is, when I did go to the post and I said, "Oh my God, Jason, you look amazing. Oh, I love to see it. Oh, I want it. I think I said I want it. I don't know what I said. <laughs> I always feel like nobody sees anything I say online because I don't see the comments really. But I did see some fans like LMA is gonna kill you. <laughs> LMA, pull up if you want. <laughs> God, not the I will wear, I will wage your queen died this year. Don't you play with me, LMA. Nah, <laughs> I, I love LMA. Yeah, but anyway, um, Jason, not being messy, but the fans had a lot to say. This is what one fan said. Jason Tatum was just letting us know that he was also wearing black because he knows it's good luck. Then the person at the bottom said, LOL, they really had the camera on him while he was doing all that. Then the person said, Jason Tatum just had his cheeks on my TV. What the fuck? The other fan said, Celtics had a great game, but all I see in my timeline is Jason Tatum's ass. This fan said, now, what is Jason Tatum doing with all that ass? And then the other fan said, I would take a bite out of that fat, juicy booty. Well, listen, I'll take a big, look, I had a green straw today, just in Lord honor have mercy. of the Celtics. No, it's Jason's booty. Oh, because it's green. Like don't, I don't even know who else is on the Celtics. I only know about <laughs> Jason Tatum. But no, that's a beautiful man. But um, I also just really like how good of a father he is. I mean, he shows his father his fashion, his fitness. I really like the way he carries himself. Um, he's never really caught up in no mess. So shout out to Jason and his butt cheeks. Period. That's not the only green thing we see. You see this ball right here? Well, we saw a wig that looked just like it right here. This woman, her name is Lizzie. She went viral over the weekend because she was walking down the street, minding her business, and a man attacked her. I'm going to say attack. Now, ironically, don't he look like Johnny? 
Oh my God, he does. Oh God, I, I need a side by side of Johnny putting my show right now. Johnny, what are you doing to poor Lizzie? Anyway, uh, Lizzie was walking down the street. Her name is Lizzie Ashley. She's a singer. She was walking down the street, minding her own business. And then she filmed herself going off on a man uh, who apparently had snatched her wig. Now, this was a man that she didn't know. Uh, he was walking down the street with his friends and she was going off because he snatched her wig. If you missed it, take a look. Sir, for what fucking reason? For what reason? For what reason did you take my wig off? Because what what made you think that that was the good thing to do? What made you think that that was the good thing to do? For what? For what? Why did you do that? What makes you think that that's okay? Is that funny? Is that funny? You don't even fucking know me. Are you, do you hit women or something? Why did you take my wig off? And keep walking. There's no reason. Just For what, sir? Why? Why? Just say it. Why did you take my wig off and just walk away? Because what? Why? Nah, have a nice one. Have a nice day. You, you're nice as fuck. Him, he needs somebody to beat his fucking ass. I'm dead ass. All right, well, the man has since been identified because, you know, once you go live, Anyway, it gets posted and it goes viral. Everybody finds out who you are. Let me tell you his name. His name is Anthony Orlick. He's a lawyer. And he's a lawyer at Leader Birkin, Kaloa, and Silverstein. Now, apparently, this is a, a big firm. Well, another big thing that happened is he lost his job today. The company went live and said, we have been made aware of a video of a non-work-related incident involving one of our associates circulating on social media. We take seriously any inappropriate behavior by any employee, whether inside or outside the workplace. This associate, this associate is no longer with the firm. I think they did the right thing. I think he deserves to lose it. This is the second video of a black woman in an interaction with a white man who, or a man that's non-black who have attacked them for being black. There's this incident involving... Uh, this woman, and then there's the other incident involving a woman that was on a plane sitting next to a man who was typing people, typing to somebody about sitting next to a black woman, and mm -hmm. she read it and checked him and posted it online. I just feel like the fact that she she was walking down the street minding her own business, and this person walked up and ripped her wig off her head. She should have laid him all the way out. And this is something that again, more people should be outraged about. I mean, I did see people online. I saw it posted here and there, but there's, this should create a, a bigger conversation because I feel like we find ourselves here every other month about some issue with a black woman being attacked and then the whole protect black women thing goes away. And you know I'm a big criticism of that movement because y'all don't stand consistent on nothing. But do you think he should have lost everything? Absolutely. Yeah. It's assault. And I don't know how many times we have to tell y'all, don't touch our hair. Like, what, what, what possessed you to think that you could walk up to this woman and snatch her wig off? I don't care if you thought it looked like a clown wig, I don't know what you thought, but you had no place to touch this woman's hair. Mm -hmm. And he, him being an attorney, he absolutely should have lost everything. And I have no sympathy for him. And he's one of those silent drunks. And I don't like those silent drunks because you don't know what's going to come out of them. With the weird smirk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was the weird smirk for me and him not being apologetic. But that's why I love cameras and technology and social media for putting it on blast because all the internet detectives found him, found his job, got him fired. Hi. Yeah, I think it just, thinks it just adds a different level of accountability because mm -hmm. you guys are used to getting away th with things and not being seen. You're used to being able to do things in the dark. And, you know, he had a friend who was trying to stop him, who was telling him to apologize, who kept repeatedly 
reminding him over and over and over that what he was doing was wrong, and he chose to ignore that and still continue mm -hmm. to walk down the street laughing. She did push him a couple of times when, she, when he was getting a little close to her to keep him in frame, but I'm glad that she had the courage to post it. I saw when she posted, she said, deleting soon, but she didn't delete it long enough for it to do what it needs, needs to be done. And yeah, so yeah. shout out to you for taking matters in your own hand, but y'all also mm -hmm. got to be careful because I'll tell you, you can't run up on people these days. You never know who is prepared to take your life because of the fear that you may try to take theirs. You snatching her wig. What if the wig was, you know, more secured where it was sewn in? And then now you're pulling her hair or you would have hurt her in, an, in another way and she would have had a weapon and protect herself. I mean, you know, and then it also determines on what state you're in. Mm -hmm. Because stand your ground, she could have felt like you were going to kill her or hurt her and she could have articulated killing you. I just feel like people need to learn how to keep their hands to themselves. But I will tell you, when somebody does something like that, that's not the first time you did it. No way. Oh, absolutely not. That's not the first time you did that. But it's the first time you got caught and probably the first time you lost everything as a result of it. Now when you go and you apply and they do a background check, this is going to show up because the internet lives on forever, baby. It lives on forever. Um, I have no sympathy. Don't you hate... I ain't going to ask you. <laughs> Don't you hate when white people do dumb shit and then beg for forgiveness? Oh, yes. It, it irks me. It irks me to the core. Like, he, one, he absolutely knew better. And like you said, he has done this before, clearly from his reaction and from his friend's reaction. You can tell they, like, comfort this silent drunk when he does the craziness out, you know, in public. So, no sympathy at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's un unfortunate that that happened. And one thing I know for sure, and I know this is a black man, don't even talk about a black woman's hair. Like, don't even talk about it. Y'all see what happened to Kim Kardashian when she said she created the box braids? <laughs> They drug the Kardashians for Phil. I don't want to go on a Kardashian rant, but I'm really sick of them too. I saw this post that Kim Kardashian said, please stay out of our business. Like, no, the, the, the goal, the, the way to being successful is to mind your own business. But this comes from somebody who whole family put their vaginas out there, who put their fake lips out there, who daddy took his balls off for them, for the TV show. This is, this is a family who ran through the whole culture then allegedly slept with people, baby daddies and men's, who have created reality <laughs> TV shows and billions of dollars of brands as a result of making us keep up with them. It's the audacity to you white people, Kim. You white, you're white. You're, I don't care what your daddy was, I don't care what uh, your mom, I don't care how much she dyed that hair black. I don't care, how, <laughs> I don't care who you are, I don't care them blonde wigs y'all be having. You white women need to stop it. We are disgusted by your behavior and we see right through you. Now that you done got all the black cock that you could get and you done got all the billions of dollars and you skimming your way through life with the American jeans and the Kylie lips, how your sister make a whole billion dollars out of lips that she bought? Like, I'm, I can't. You're scammers. You're scammers, okay? And, um, and now you want everybody to to learn that success is from staying out of people's business. When you got a show called Keep Up With My Business, it's the audacity. Black folks, y'all need to start, keep, keep, keep paying attention to these white folks because that little thing that they be selling you and then on the next episode of Keeping Up With The Kardashians, <laughs> we back in your business again. Because if we stop keeping up with people's business, if we mind our business, nobody would tune into a reality show. Yeah, that part. Period. Okay. Kim wasn't even on the docket today, but there you go. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right, my next topic, you know, I have a love-hate relationship with both of these people. Now, you all know my history with Hazel E. It goes way far beyond loving hip-hop 
And, you know, we had our moment on live television and then she came onto the show and we, became, we pieced up and become friendly again. And actually she looked out for me in a way that was extraordinarily important because she told me somebody that was going to make a move before they made it. And maybe I was able to get in and shut it down. I'm not even going to tell you what it was. But Hazel, you know what it was. Okay, well now Hazel, and this is her fine-ass baby daddy, or well, it was her estranged husband and baby daddy, uh, Devon Waller. Remember, they got together. They did a celebrity um, marriage boot camp. He, he showed us all that light-skinned men will still throw hands, don't care who it is. Devon, I didn't know if he was acting at the time or, or what it was, but Devon showed us that he really was about that life. And, you know, he made headlines showing he was about that life when he was going after his wife. Well, he's in headlines again because now, as you know, that they've, they've separated and there's a whole dispute over taking care, you know, him being active in the kid's life and her wanting to keep him away from the kid allegedly. I'll just say allegedly because that's allegedly. what he said. Well, either way, Devon is now calling Hazel the worst baby mama on earth. Like the entire planet that he says she's the worst baby mother on earth. Now, let me just give you a quick little recap. 2019, Hazel and Devon got engaged. They married in 2020, just a year later. That same year, they also welcomed their baby girl, beautiful daughter named Ava. Now, let me show you a, a picture of the family when they were happier. This is, this is, this is, these are those times, okay? I don't know how they go from that to what I'm about to tell you, but they did. Well, either way... I remember I used to tell Hazel, Hazel, your man fine, he fine, she know. And I saw them in Vegas. I mean, like when they were together in good times, they were a great looking couple together. Well, I don't know what happened, but just two years later, they announced that they were uh, gonna, ex uh, uh, they were uh, um, expecting their second child. Well, during that pregnancy, it was complicated because um, Hazel suffered a miscarriage. Now, in November, Hazel split from Devon, alleging that he cheated on her and, you know, that he abused her and their daughter. She even put out a video. I don't know if you saw, but there was a video of him uh, interacting with the daughter in a way that looked, um, I'll just say, allegedly, allegedly aggressive, yelling and screaming. And so she started putting out these receipts. She also said that he gave the daughter a black eye. And let me just show you. Here's a photo of Hazel alleging that Devon abused the kid. Now, this is the black that he's that she's saying that he did to her she also posted this photo of her arm saying that he slammed her arm in a door now this was going on back and forth she filed a, re a restraining order against him to say stay away from me because you feel for her life and then she filed for divorce in december so that's just kind of recapping the whole relationship there was lots of ups they produced a beautiful baby girl and then of course it all came crumbling down now devon has said repeatedly that hazel's a liar and he's went on and on to say that Hazel E is the worst baby mama on the entire planet Earth. Let me show you a photo of what he posted on social media. There is some sick ass baby mamas out here that need Jesus Christ. I literally have the worst baby mama on Earth. She's straight trash. What I hate about this whole subject matter is that I believe that when you're in love with somebody and you produce something like a child, and it just doesn't work out for whatever reason. It's toxic, it, it gets abusive. I mean, Lord, hoping it never gets abusive, but if it does get abusive, it's toxic, it's draining, it's negative, you lose all your money, you don't feel supported, she drives you crazy, he drives you crazy, cheats, whatever, that you can have a conversation about it no longer working for you and then leave and figure out how to pick up the pieces and move on, not only for your relationship, but for your sanity and for your child. That did not happen here. It's now turned into a back and forth where both of them, and I have to tell you, both of you 
DM me at Hollywood Unlock Content because you want to weaponize this my platform to be in your fight. I've told you both that we're going to cover what we see we need to cover, but we don't want to cover it all because it's too much. And we become a part of the problem if we start posting everything that you send us because you want us to dig at her and you want millions of people to be in your shit. Now, I will say, having watched it all unfold, I want to say, and I've said this to Devon, you have to move on. You have to move on. You have to get out of your feelings. You have to be the bigger person if you feel like she's not a big person. And I'm not making insinuations on weight because I know that you're going to post a clip and try to use it as a weight joke. If you feel like you, she's not going to be the bigger person, you have to do it because your daughter is going to see this. I just said the internet lives on forever. Your daughter's going to grow older. Your daughter's going to see this. You want your daughter to believe that her daddy loved her mom and that loves her and that is a good person. Um, we've already seen your dick hit the internet because you got OnlyFans too. You went live with that. So you started slanging that meat, showing everybody what Hazel was digesting every day. And now you're both single and both you seem unhappy. Both of you are also welcome to come here on the podcast and dive deep into it if you want to, because I actually want to have a conversation with you about how you can move on. Now, also remember that, Devon, while you're attacking the mother of your child, your future girlfriend and future potential other baby mom is actually watching how you could potentially treat her. I can tell you right now, if there's a guy that I'm interested in and I see just a sliver of him doing this online to somebody, I'm out. I don't care what, because I, I don't want that with me and I don't even want to have to go through all the things I'm going to have to do to you. You are acting like you have a small penis and I've seen it. You don't. <laughs> what do you think? I feel like <clears throat> based off of their Instagram stories, which is basically the only time that the tea is getting shown here, she's got the receipts. She's got photos. I hope that the black guy thing isn't true. I don't know. God help us. But all he has is that caption of calling her trash. So I'm like, that's just cap to me. I'm like, he's a trash baby daddy. But all, all of all of the proof that's online is the issue to me. And right. even from the Hazel E side, because her daughter is going to grow up and see those pictures were circulated for the world to see. And not only that, like her daughter, of course, is, not, is in a public eye. So this is going to be a conversation that other people start to have with her about the abuse she received mm -hmm. as a child from her parents and how it's, it's public. It's just too much. It's too messy. And also, this is giving me a little bit of like clout chasing. Like, why are you posting on, what side? on his side? Mm -hmm. Like, why are you yeah. posting about her being trash? Like, these are conversations that you reserve for the court or for your families. Like, this shouldn't be on the internet. Well, let me play devil's advocate too, because Hazel is a reality star. She knows how receipt keeping works. We all know once you go through one season of Love and Hip Hop, that is receipt boot camp. You keep every text, <laughs> you keep every photo, every video, every mention, everything you can see, every odor, every video you can create. Like, you keep those receipts because you never know when you're going to need to use them. I will tell you, when I used to do Love and Hip Hop, I used to go in my chat with my team and say, pull every receipt on every single person on that show so I could have it ready. I would have it in my phone. And when I knew I was going to shoot a scene with somebody, I'd go over those notes. And as soon as somebody says something crazy, I'd, pow, pow, I'd, I'd be ready to go. <laughs> and I think that Devon is not, he's not that experienced in reality TV and how to right. fight a, ro a war online. Mm -hmm. Hazel is extremely... She She's worked, the vet. She worked in PR. Correct. She knows social media. So mm -hmm. she knows how to beat him at that game. Yeah. But I will say it's given very Amber Heard for me. 
because Amber Heard, while she was loving Johnny Depp, those of you that don't know, Amber Heard was an actress who didn't have any type of career. She was literally the Michelle Williams of that relationship. We don't know what she was starring in. She was getting her roles because she was dating Johnny Depp, literally the biggest superstar actor in the fucking world. Um, but while she was dating him and he was having his alcohol issues, she was secretly filming him and recording him. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. That that I am not going to lie. That is the one thing I'm terrified about. Because, you know, I didn't. I done laid a couple of y'all down. And I know when I go to sleep, drunk or not, they could be filming me. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. or, and sometimes when I'm mad, I get to talking real, not to the people I'm with, because I don't do that. Once we get to argue, I just like, use your Ubers outside. But, you know, sometimes when I'm in the house, I'm, we having conversations about things, you know, you, you your bubble guy's blowing up the bathroom, or <laughs> and, Andrew allegedly hooking up with somebody who's, Dating somebody, I'm trying to hook up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, the, the team has a lot of mm -hmm. things going on. A lot. You never know who's filming you and recording you. Mm -hmm. And that's scary. And then to use it against somebody you love, because when you recorded it, you you did it just in case. Mm -hmm. But then now you're using it. You're weaponizing. I don't know. To me, that's just, it's giving Amber Heard for me. I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, yeah. It's sad. I agree. It's sad when there's kids involved. Yeah. That's the By the way. Part. The one thing that you guys did get right is that little girl is very beautiful. And 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 shout out to Hazel and, and Devon because both of them went through a miscarriage, which is a really serious mm -hmm. situation. My sister had, one of my sisters had a miscarriage. I don't know if the other ones have, but a lot of women have miscarriages, especially mm -hmm. women who carry their first kid. I've seen a lot of women, I've learned that a lot of women have lost their child. So to any woman, especially the Hazel who's gone through a miscarriage, that's a really serious thing. And so we sent our condolences of that and we we saw what you went through and we saw how painful that was and i would just hope that you guys can remember those moments where you had to have each other's back where you had to support each other where you had to make sure that ava was protected where you know yes you got out of a situation that was unhealthy but maybe you guys call Lemio and go to the zeus network and do a conversation that would be epic turn it to i want my 10 percent. <laughs> i want my 10 percent, Lemio. Because see what Lemio going to do is he going to say, oh, we already had that pitch. You know, Lemio, you did not. I'm setting it up. The conversation. I almost think that I could do an interview style show on the Zeus Network called The Confrontation. So, like, I bring two parties on for them to confront each other. But, yes. you know, I'm going to be there whipping it up. Like, mm -hmm, that ain't what you said. No need to be a lot of security. Oh, no, for sure. And if you touch me, you get shot. <laughs> but, no, for real. But that's the reason why I don't do the reunions anymore. Because... Yeah. The last one was just like, when I told the boy in the wheelchair to roll out and the whole internet went crazy, what do you say? He rolling up. He ro And I love the fact that we had somebody in a wheelchair. Yeah. Because we were showing like, that people with disabilities can also be stars and participate yeah. like everybody else. Mm. But when he rolled out and they made a the little squeaking sound, that that, that was edited. <laughs> that was that was, that was was Zeus. All right. Anyway, shout out to you, Hazel and Devon. You, you all are welcome here. Let me know. Let's run that bag up. And uh, if, if there's going to be pain, let's all profit from it. All right. Let's move on. All right, now look, y'all know I love The Breakfast Club. I love Charlemagne and my brother DJ Envy. But it's some light skin on light skin crime going on right now on the internet that I have to get into. First of all, DJ Envy, I, I didn't know you was as spicy as you are. You know, Charlemagne's my favorite because Charlemagne the God is the God of podcasting, broadcast radio. That's the person that I have looked up to my whole career. He stopped being petty. Or at least I thought. So then I picked up the petty, and now I feel those shoes, those ruby slippers that Charlemagne <laughs> left sitting by the, uh, the 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 witch of the east and the west. Well, listen, Toto is envy. Envy is Toto because envy is petty as hell, and I'm here for all the pettiness. First of all, if you haven't been paying attention, 
DJ Envy is a car enthusiast. He actually has some of the most beautiful cars. And I ain't gonna lie, Envy, I don't like counting people's bank account. I do be counting your bank account. Because your house is $12 million. Your car, oh, six or 12, that house is he, yeah. huge. He, I ain't gonna tell you how he got it because he did He did that one. He's a, he's, a, he's a phenomenal businessman. He got a beautiful house with all of his children. I think they got walkie-talkies because they can't find each other. The kids be lost in the house. <laughs> but he also has this phenomenal car collection and he's worked hard to invest in building up all these dynamic multi-million dollar vehicles and stuff all over his house. And uh, well, anyway, Rick Ross has, you know, he, he lives in the house or he bought the house that Mike Tyson used to live in. But Mike Tyson went bankrupt, I think, I'm going to just say allegedly and lost the allegedly. house because he had a lot going on. But he lost the house. And so Rick Ross used it. You guys have been fighting online over the car shows. Have you been seeing these clips? Yes. OK, they've been fighting online over the car shows. I have to tell you. It's been the most pettiest fight I've ever seen in my life. That's now escalated to the point where I really feel like there could be a drive-by shooting. No pun intended, because the cars. <laughs> now, first, Rick Ross went on this whole rant about Envy and his car show. Envy was doing a car show in partnership with the family or estate of young Dolph, who was murdered, tragically murdered, and they were doing this to raise money, from what I understand, in support of the family. I haven't talked to Envy. I ain't talked to Rose. Hey, Ross. Hey, Ross. But... They got into this big old argument about it because Ross was basically, it looked like he was hating on DJ Envy's car show and talking about the type of cars he got there, this and that, or he rent the cars. Somebody was saying that the other person rented the cars. I'm just summarizing this bullshit because this is some messy shit. Y'all say that I'm messy. I'm only pointing this out because these... These black men are messy as hell. And I'll be hosting the Breakfast Club soon. And, I, and as soon as I get there, the minute I get in there, I'm gonna bring Hot Wheels and I'm gonna put a whole oh bunch of cars God. up there. And I'm gonna say, which one is Rick's and which one is, which one is it, you, Envy, because you guys have gotten to this big old fight. Well, anyway, Envy has a car show. Envy said that Rick Ross, Airbnb's and B's, <laughs> messy boots. <laughs> he said Rick Ross Airbnb's his house. He came in to work dressed like a police officer because you know Rick Ross used to be a he used to work in corrections, which I used to be a probation officer. But then again, I, I'm not a rat gangster rapper. I, I will snitch on you. Know I'll put you in jail. He came in dressed like a police, and then uh, Rick Ross started making accusations that the money that he was raising in the name of Young Dolph, who was murdered, wasn't going to go to the family. And it became this whole messy thing. Well, baby, let me tell you something. Let me tell you where gunplay comes in. In gunplay, I used to really think you were attractive because I really like Dirty Trey that looks like you. <laughs> not that not you're Dirty, dirty Trey because I've, I've not heard anything about you. But I, I think gunplay, gunplay in this photo to me is sexy as hell. Now, he don't use oil of Olay. Sometimes that skin ain't right. And I know he don't go to the dentist because I've been in, you know, I've looked. But either way, I think the gunplay, he gives you a lot of sex. You know, if we was in West Hollywood, we ran across that thing, that we, that'd be a snack for sure. Okay, well, anyway, that snack got into a fight with Envy because now it looks like um, DJ Envy is catching threats from Gunplay, who was one of Rick Ross's artists after he name dropped uh, Florida rapper in a, uh, in a conversation. Well, anyway, Gunplay recently called out Envy for speaking on his GoFundMe that his wife created for their daughter, who in February had open emergency open heart surgery, and she was only nine days old. And so, you know, again, when it comes to people's kids and you say and do things, it's a very sensitive thing. We all know how much Envy loves his kids. Envy will go to jail. He will kill somebody for his children. Well, Gunplay apparently is about that Gunplay when it comes to his. He recently jumped in uh, the conversation when he joined Rick Ross at our friend Noriega's Drink Champs. 
And he thanked Rosé for financially helping him and his family during their tragedy. And then Envy took to the Breakfast Club to mock Rick Ross's interview that and 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 the alleged and he alleged that he never helped his close friend Gunplay in his time of need. This is what Envy said on Gunplay and Rick Ross. Listen. You talk about boss and all the boss moves you did. We reported a story three weeks ago about your guy. Your guy. Gunplay is my brother. He has the Mac in the back of the seven series. And that's my brother. Going we reported far. a story that Gunplay, shout out to Gunplay, friend, friend of the room. We reported a story that he had to, you know, put a GoFundMe up because he was having some problems. Mm. If that's your brother, mm. you take care of your brother. Well, Gunplay caught wind of the comments and had Charlemagne call Envy to check him. Now, what happened was he did this on the phone and he recorded the conversation. Now, you know, I did that to Wendy Williams at times she tried to play me because I don't do this. I don't secretly record phone calls unless I feel like you're you're saying one thing to me in private, then you say one thing in public and you're trying to play me, then, I, then I'm gonna do it. I don't secretly record conversations, do it. Gunplay did. Gunplay filmed, recorded the conversation of him allegedly threatening uh, NB, well not allegedly, just listen. Gunplay. Yo. Yo, Envy on the phone. Yo, Envy. Play what up, bro? What's up, man? How's everything with you? I'm blessed beyond belief, man. Everything is good, man. Why are you talking crazy, man? Talk crazy about who? About me, my brother. I, what I had to do with anything, man, and, and, and my wife posting a GoFundMe, man. What that? My, my, my baby was sick, man. Was, she had a heart defect, my brother. Why? Why? Why has nothing to do with cars? You know I will slap the no, shit no, out no, you, I boy. I wasn't talking about your baby. No, nah, you was envy. I slapped it envy for real. Yeah. I you envy for real. You know I slapped the shit out of you, right? For that, you know that, right? No, 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 no. I'm no, no, no. I want to be clear. I want to be clear here. You know, I would slap the shit out of you about that, right? And then we could fight, but that's not the reason I'm saying that. See, nah, it ain't gonna be a fight. It ain't gonna be a fight. Nah, it ain't gonna be a fight. Envy, it ain't gonna be a fight, dog. But you did. But you did. Why you? Why? Why'd you bring me into that? Why did you bring me into that, Envy? And so I'll be wrong. So I'll be wrong if I I'll be wrong to handle my business then, right? But what's your business? I'm, I'm having a conversation with you. If you feel like you I disrespected you, I'm talking to you like a man. I'm like, nah, I would never. And if you feel I did, I apologize. That wasn't my intention. Well, I need a public apology because that my my wife, man, my wife, my wife, my wife is my wife is affected by that. My my brother, we sat in that hospital for twenty for twenty eight days, homie. That shit was some real shit. That shit had nothing. It ain't even about the money. You know what I'm saying? My wife is in panic mode. My wife put that up, and this is what it is. And that's how she felt that she that she wanted to. She was in panic mode. I told her to chill, but it's cool. We did a GoFundMe. That ain't nothing, my brother. So don't 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 bring my child into this, my nigga. Because then we gonna we gonna we gonna be having bad blood, dog. That's what I'm saying. That's thank you, my brother. Where's Peter? Because that was fur. <laughs> it definitely was. Well, anyway, after the call, Envy issued Gunplay's wife an apology, did the responsible thing, but he also said that he was illegally recorded. Now, Envy not only said he was illegally recorded, he went into the case law that he may line up to sue you for Gunplay, and he alleged all the penal codes and everything related to these threats. This is what he said. 
at any point did you hear me mention his wife or, or his no, child? No, and I was here. Charlamagne, no. did you hear me mention his wife or child? No, but to be fair... Let me finish. Th- th- okay. Let me finish. So I didn't mention his wife or child. Right. And I didn't put the information about his GoFundMe. He did. Mm-hmm. That I didn't let that cat out the bag. He, yeah. he talked about it. It was something that was a story that was reported. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I didn't talk about any of that. And when Gunplay called me, because he's a friend to the room, and he was upset at first. You could tell he was upset at first. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, he's a friend. You know, like speaking to any friend that's yeah. upset. So I let him go. I let him vent. And then we had a discussion. I said, if your wife was offended, that wasn't my intent. And yeah. you apologize. And I said, that's not my intent. I apologize. Which, but, you which know, men should do. Right. Because I was like, you're a friend to the room, and you felt the way we can have a discussion. Yeah. Now, the thing is, he ended the call there. Charlamagne, how long did we talk on the phone after? We talked for about ten minutes after, and you know. And how was that? How was the conversation? The conversation was uh, very, very cordial. We were talking you know? about families. We were talking about how we first started. Talking about how they, how, how, to, how to squash this issue between you and Ross, and even mm-hmm. how gunplay. You know, even though he, he's had his his beefs and problems in the industry, yeah. he still was a friend to the room. He would come up and he would do all these things on the show. We yeah. laughed, we joked, we got off the phone positive. Yeah, got off the phone but, positive. But two things we should add to that: uh, the GoFundMe was in reference to an issue that his daughter was going. But I, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't mention. It. I just mentioned yeah, that he had a GoFundMe. That, that's all right. I mentioned. And, and, mm-hmm. and number two, I think Gunplay was expecting a, a, a public apology, but you weren't here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, mm-hmm. where were we? It was off for we Memorial Off, and, and I was last in a week you were in a room last week. And DR, so we yeah, weren't yeah. on air. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we were going to bring it back up and have this discussion because yeah. I thought it was dope. Because I thought it was two men having a. Uh, a problem, a disagreement, and handling it like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I was like, you don't see that. So the fact that we can have that discussion, mm-hmm. I thought that was dope. But then when you record a phone call, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I just thought that was, I thought yeah. that was was it was chasing something else. You know, another thing that people got to understand too, right? Mm-hmm. It is against the law to record somebody's phone conversation mm-hmm. and not tell them. That mm-hmm. is against the law. I, I I can't stand it. I don't know why people yeah. do now, that. And I want people, I want <laughs> yeah. people to understand, right? Florida is where 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 this happened, right? Mm-hmm. Under Florida statute 93403, mm-hmm. secretly audio recording of another individual is a third-degree felony offense, punishable up to five years in prison and a fine. Mm. So now, district attorneys from Florida have been calling me like crazy because you're not allowed to tape somebody's phone yeah. call and put it out. Yeah. Like, That's you, crazy. You got you to gotta, you gotta be smarter. When, I, when, I, when I, I, I agree. People got to be smarter. And but, I think it's so whack to record somebody's phone call, especially when you have a conversation yeah. like a man. And I think men need to do men things. And I think recording somebody's conversation and not telling them to put it out, that's not a man thing. I, I agree with that. But uh, at, at this moment, you know, the, the man thing to do is to just give a public apology to Gunplay's wife. If she felt offended. I, didn't I just say it? I said if if that she felt said. a way, I apologize. I said that. Like, I'm not okay. going to over-apologize. That wasn't my intention. Oh, no, I, you said that's it on the call. I'm just saying I, that, that, what they, that's they what said they wanted publicly. So. That's what it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was what it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's all. I will tell you, as somebody who's actually researched these laws because I've done it, and I had to call my attorney, Kiana, to say, hey, Kiana, to say, can I go to jail or can I get sued for this? In certain states, it is legal to record somebody. Mm-hmm. If DJ Envy was in New York City, where he was, hopefully, uh, when this happened, then I don't know if he has a case because you can record somebody mm-hmm. without the permission. If, they're in one, if one person is in a state where it's legal, you can legally do it. But do you think what do you who do you think is wrong in all this? I mean, I, I don't know. I'm I'm on the side of DJ Envy because, and let me explain why. Because in the initial statement he made, he never said anything specific about the GoFundMe or about the situation with Gunplay and his, his wife and the child. He literally just said, "I would never let my friend open a GoFundMe." If I, so essentially he was shading Rick Ross. He's like, you should have mm-hmm. stepped up as a friend and taken care of the situation. And also- Which I do agree with. 
If you have the means, if you, I mean, we're assuming that he has the means. But, yeah. But Rick Ross, we know he got money. When your friend who's committed their life and career to you and is your boy and is part of your camp is going through something serious like that and you got it, you should take care of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then on the flip side, when uh, Charlemagne set up the phone call between them to try to piece it up, uh, he immediately jumped into this like, I'll punch you in the, in the I'll punch you in the mouth if I see you. Like I have the right to do that. And then, but what they discussed later is he didn't release the second half of the phone call where they were on the phone for like 20 more minutes just having like a pieced up conversation. Like, oh, we good, you my brother, da, da, da. So I don't know. For me, this was another one of those situations where it's like- They'll do anything for clout. Do anything for clout. Yeah. Like, well, why are we doing but, this? But uh, here, let me play devil's advocate. Don't talk about people's kids. I don't care if you're taking a dig at the homie. I don't care if you're taking a dig at the cousin. I don't care if you're taking a dig at- Whoever, don't talk about nobody's kids. That's why at Hollywood Unlocked, we got those two rules. Don't out nobody and don't talk about nobody's kids because the minute you bring somebody's kid into a conversation, people will kill you over their children. And, you know, maybe it was for clout because I think, you know, releasing, recording it, releasing it, the way he did it, all that is a lot. You know, you don't know if it's ego because men have to feel like they're protecting their kids and protecting their girls. So they got to show the world that they stood down, 10 toes down. Mm -hmm. The Breakfast Club is a huge platform. When you speak there, the whole world in the whole culture hears it. And Drink Champs, the other, you know, another big cultural um, and iconic platform where people are paying attention to it. And, and in that hip hop world, the rappers are all listening. So you don't know who's texting and gaslighting and all that. So I do understand that there's a different level of angst that comes from speaking on that platform over here they expect for bullets to be thrown or shot you know shot away. they, they yeah. expect you to get talked crazy about over here they don't expect that at the <laughs> breakfast club but yeah i just think when you talk about people's kids and we're talking about a nine day old mm-hmm. yeah. kid nine who had old. open heart surgery mm-hmm. so that's kind of like a wound that don't never go away but i also understand envy's comments yeah and i think that's what envy was trying to overemphasize too he was like and that's why he apologized on the platform because he's like i he didn't mention the wife and the and the baby for that specific reason. Like he was avoiding talking yeah. about the kids at all. And he literally was just like, you should have paid for him. He shouldn't have had a uh, GoFundMe. I understand Envy's comments and he did apologize. At the end of the conversation, he was manning up about it and apologizing. But what I cannot forgive is the weird police cosplay. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just weird. What, the cosplay? I love Envy too, but that, yeah. I thought it was- him, He was walking around with his little, um, Handcuffs. It was. It was. I think it was petty. I think it's. It's exactly what. um, I mean, when I hosted the Breakfast Club, Envy told a story about he got into it with somebody and tried to buy their house (laughs) because it was in foreclosure. (laughs) Oh, he's petty for real. Because he was going to buy the house and he was going to destroy it. Oh my god. That's the level of petty. So to me, as soon as he said that, I knew he was my relative. Yeah. (laughs) Because I would do the same thing. (laughs) Uh, But no, I, I. I think that you know the other thing I will say is that. Y'all been real gay on The Breakfast Club lately. You and Charlemagne and fans. I don't know if Sean brought them fans up there. Jess, the, Jess with the mess. Jess Hilarious has been doing a great job up there. Y'all mm-hmm. have been real gay. Um, Jess, you do not know what a femme, quaint femme bottom is. Your description of my community is all fucked up. You need to just stay over in yours. I know you licked a little kitty cat once or twice. I heard the, the white milk wasn't as good as the black milk and then the second black milk was better than the set first. I, look, it's Breakfast Club. Y'all might as well go ahead and put a homosexual, if you ain't got one already, up there so we can get into some things. They giving real petty and messy boots. And it's, it's all these straight dudes up there. Just... So, okay, <laughs> I know y'all now know what a fin bottom is. Charlemagne, y'all be acting like some messy bottoms up there. Y'all better ask for the messy bottoms. Oh, my bottom. God. No, for real, because it's... But on the other hand, what I love is how comfortable the culture is in embracing 
the community. 100%. And that that is really why they're doing it. I'm just kind of poking jokes, no pun intended. Um, because I really have been, I have been kicking at the commentary. The fans, the, um, you know, DJ Envy's comments, and then Charlamagne, you know, you just, you're more gay than I am at this point. <laughs> but no, I think, matter of fact, Jess, I think you got more testosterone when you're in the room with, the, anyway, God bless all of you at the Breakfast Club. I'll be there soon. And Envy Gunplay, hopefully y'all all get it together. Rick Ross, maybe you and Envy can do a car show together, take it yeah. on the road. Or a, a boxing match on Zeus. You should set that up. Oh, yeah. I am not going to have a boxing <laughs> match between Rick Rose and DJ Envy. Why? <laughs> well, it would be DJ Envy and Gump. No, no, no let's, just, let's just leave it on. And, <laughs> and Gump Play, sending love to you, your wife, and your baby. Hopefully your kid is okay. Um, I don't know the whole full story there, but I'm praying that you're okay. You know one thing else I would say? I don't support GoFundMe accounts. I, that's one thing mm -hmm. I will say. Mm -hmm. I will donate money. Y'all know that's why me and one of my former colleagues fell out. Because I didn't give no money to her GoFundMe account. I don't. I mean, I didn't post her GoFundMe account. Because the minute you post one person's GoFundMe, you have to post everybody's mm -hmm. GoFundMe. Yeah. We have people try to pay us to post GoFundMe's at Hollywood Unlocked. I'm not dealing with that scamming shit. Um, and yeah. I just don't do it. Now, if it's a friend, I will donate money, mm -hmm. you know, or whatever. But I'm not going to support a GoFundMe. So I understand. Well, Rick Ross, Rick Ross promoted a GoFundMe, right? Did he? Did he promote That's what it? They said, didn't they say? I don't know if he, he started promoted GoFundMe or whatever. I don't know if he promoted it or not, but yeah. Don't ask me. I don't care what your <laughs> issue is. Don't ask me to support you GoFundMe. Okay, goodbye. All right, we're gonna do this one really quick. It's just pretty much a mention. I want to say that the little Miss Mermaid, uh, right here, Miss Halle Bailey, you did yo thing. Yeah, I, I, I was gonna get into all the backlash, and let me just say it: they mad cause you black. They mad cause you black. They mad because you're pretty. They mad because you can sing. They mad because you're talented. They mad because you're an example for other black girls. They mad because you stepped into that fake cartoon ass role and you embodied it. You, and in a bold way, you 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 brought her to life. And so I'm not gonna get into all the hate because I don't even want to add to that. But what I will say is the backlash you got was simply because of the color of your skin. But what you gave everybody was grace because you've handled it in a very classy way. She shot the most beautiful behind the scenes mm -hmm. content of her in her costume swimming around in the air or, you know, all her wigs that cost about $150,000 from what they're saying or whatever was a hundred. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But also like her performing with the symph the orchestra mm -hmm. and her, you know, showing her, 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 her journey. And, and this was the first time I was looking at her Instagram this weekend and said, number one, how proud of you I am. But two, um, at first, I was really concerned that when her and Chloe kind of separated, Chloe was becoming the bigger star, doing her own thing, music and acting and whatever. And now I feel like there's an even balance because mm -hmm. now she's killing it in the movie game. She's mm -hmm. coming out in the color purple, mm -hmm. uh, starring Major. in the color purple, produced by Oprah Winfrey and um, uh, Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. Mm -hmm. I don't know, Hallie, I'm so proud of you. And I'm so proud of the fact that this film has made over a hundred something million, hundred sixty-four million dollars, something crazy in the first weekend, and it's still continuing to grow. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm probably going to just buy some tickets, whether I go see it or not. I'm going to buy tickets to support because I want you to have the support. But uh, maybe I will see. I just can't see the movie theaters. But I'm so proud of you. She was iconic. It was iconic, and mm -hmm. the interesting thing to me is the targeted outrage at her when the film was highly diversified. So like Javier Bardon plays her father, like her sisters, one is black, two are Asian. Aquafina plays Scuttle. So like they, they really made it a, 
uh, an effort to black, yeah so they really diversified the yeah. entire cast but this outrage over her playing ariel is just ridiculous it's yeah. just targeted and ridiculous because she's a talented beautiful black woman yeah. so congratulations yeah well and just a, just a really quick note 117 million dollars opening weekend is what it made that's a lot of fucking money just especially in today's days yeah. post covid nobody goes to the movies anymore yeah. i was there 10 of those dollars of that whole total was me <laughs> did, you, did you enjoy it yep i was there like part of your life okay so <laughs> also in other news um spider-man uh uh premiered this week they had the premiere and spider-man is black Shout out to Shamik Moore. Um, I haven't seen him since he was on Wildin' Out with us, but Shamik Moore is playing in that film. And, you know, again, I understand that some people are having a problem seeing a black woman play uh, Ariel and a black man play Spider-Man. All of us understand we've been fighting for inclusion for years. So the fact that Marvel and Disney, Disney who owns Marvel, is, uh, is allowing for the opportunity to, to exist so that way other people can see themselves in these films is important. This is the thing that I will highlight that I do hate, and I'm sorry that I have to show you this, but Dr. Umar, I, I'm not as familiar with you. I'm becoming more and more familiar with you, but it's not for how you're advocating for black, it's how you're attacking black. First, you attacked Ebony K. Williams, and basically said that she was um, whatever you said she was and dating a white man, I forgot what you said. And then you now have attacked uh, um, young Ariel here, uh, Hallie. And you had a lot to say about the interracial love affair in Little Mermaid. And then you also said the same thing about Spider-Man. Because in your view, them allowing for black people to show up in spaces that were consumed by white folks and restricted from black folks and allowing the next generation of young black kids see themselves in these iconic films that they were gonna go see anyway mm -hmm. um, is just insane. But this is what he had to say about The Little Mermaid. Take a listen. I understand this new Spider cartoon. I don't follow the cartoon. Spider-Man across the universe. Spider-Man across the universe and he's bunny hopping in the damn trailer I saw on YouTube. How the hell are you gonna have a black superhero cartoon for our children and he's lusting and thirsting over the skim milk in the damn trailer this is insane how are you gonna have a cartoon bunny hopping over the white girl in the cartoon lord have mercy and then what is it little mermaid they said little mermaid is swimming in the milk she is bunny hopping too little mermaid got a snow Puppy, insane brothers and sisters. We can't even have a cartoon with black on black love. We can't even have a cartoon with black on black love. We can't even have a cartoon with black on black love. We can't even have a cartoon with black on black love. It's getting out of control. 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 Little Mermaid, Spider-Man, bunny hopping. She probably gonna accuse him of smacking her too, watch. He gonna get locked up. I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. Spider-Man across the universe, she gonna accuse him of rape and he gonna go to jail and they gonna replace him with a white Spider-Man, watch. That's what's gonna happen. He gonna get accused of sexual harassment 
by the snow bunny in the cartoon, he's going to go to jail and lose his spidey senses and they're going to replace him with a snow puppy. The new Spider-Man will be a snow puppy. That's what they're going to do. It's the black hate for me. It's the black hate. Now, I understand. I think I understand what you're saying because your fight to keep black completely black is almost the same as white people's fight to keep white completely white. I think that white people should be able to love white people and black people should be able to love white people and black people should love black people. People should be able to love who they want and people who are creating these 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 shows, these movies should be allowed to show a more inclusive world because that's the world that I want to see. I don't want to see blacks over here saying stay away from whites and whites over here saying stay away from blacks because ultimately we are a world that is full of intersections and we are running into each other every day. We are sitting up here as an example of the fact that we uh, are not a, um, a nation that should be focused on division. And I just don't understand where an old ass man like you would go and fight with a young ass woman like Hallie and a young ass man like Shamik. I just think it's the black hate that keeps us as a people away. And I'll be honest with you, one of the things I've been saying at Hollywood Unlocked and the Jason Lee Show and everything is that I wanna start opening my experience up because the culture needs to exist in places where it doesn't see itself. And so that means you have to start bringing more people that don't look like you into your world so they can become educated. And then you need to be able to go into their world where the culture doesn't exist so they can see it. I just am tired of the blackade. I'm a victim of it myself. Uh, and I work in an environment where constantly I'm, I'm, I'm overwhelmed by the amount of black people that are gatekeepers or barriers to progress. And I'm sorry, but I think Dr. Umar is one of those people. Amen. 100%. It's, he irks me. He annoys me so much because, you know, it's, <clears throat> it's difficult enough for people to find love. And when they do, they don't need someone on the heels of it, you know, with all this negative negativity saying what their love should look like. And what's more ridiculous is, to me is he should be focused on, like you said, representation is so important. And these little black girls seeing a person who looks like them in that position is powerful. And also with Spider-Man, it's, it's a little bit ridiculous because the character, his name is Miles Morales, and I believe he's half Puerto Rican and half black. So it's like, you have no leg to stand on with this conversation. It's just dumb. It's your, you're a black supremacist, and that's what I feel like you're getting up now. Some people will say you can't be a black supremacist because they say black people can't be racist. I would argue that Dr. Umar is a racist, uh, and you can go ahead and digest that in the comments. I'm not gonna be reading them. <laughs> bye, Ariel, bye, Spidey. All right, well now it's time for one of my favorite segments, and it's time for the deep dive. Okay, well listen, um, you know, we've talked about this individual on Hollywood Unlocked so much that every time we do, I get a threatening text or phone call. <laughs> uh, you've known him from Love and Hip Hop Miami, and now you know him as a part of the cast on Bad Boys Texas with Orlando Brown, Rasby, Jonathan Wright, and everybody else who's punching each other. Welcome my friend Prince to the show. Now, he's my friend, you're my friend, but you know, you know we gotta get into some stuff. I feel like, let me first set the stage. You've been on my podcast before, then you did my live show before, but it was always at times where you in the, were in the middle of controversy. The last time you were on my podcast where we did an interview was years ago when you first entered Love & Hip Hop Miami, but I knew you before Love & Hip Hop. I knew you as somebody who was wildly connected in, in Miami, somebody who was a really nice dresser, who knew everybody and seemingly got along with a lot of people in the industry, and then you decided to do Love & Hip Hop, and I swear to God, you changed personally and your persona changed publicly. For sure. Is that fair? For sure. Okay. So 
first, let me ask you, do you regret doing Love and Hip Hop? Um, I don't regret doing Love and Hip Hop because you should, you know, never regret doing anything that you've done because at some point it's something that you wanted to do. I loved my experience. It also prepared me for what happened when I got onto Zeus. I just regret allowing them to paint my picture. Like, because I was new into the world and you know I didn't want to lose my spot on Love and Hip Hop, I did whatever they told me to do. So if they told me to speak like this, I spoke like this. If they told me to act like this, I act like this. And I feel like that gave people the wrong first, first impression. impression of me and it just was downhill. So did they, okay, so the, the criticism that Prince got from Love and Hip Hop was you were, they, everybody was saying you were gay because you were friends with Bobby. Now, you were friends with me in real life and you're friends with some celebrities who everybody thinks are gay. We're not gonna tell you who they are, but you know who you are. Um, and But people never said that about you. At least I didn't hear that. Did the gay rumors, did you ever hear gay rumors about you before you did the show? There was like little stupid shit out there. Like there's this one guy like, oof, I've already whooped his ass once. Bashard Mimi, he used to own like the industry on blast. Mm -hmm. So they used to post like little stupid things about me, but it wasn't like prevalent. Mm -hmm. It wasn't to the point. Where, even before Love and Yeah, even before when I was like the Fresh Prince of okay, South Beach. Okay, okay. It wasn't prevalent. It was when I got on Love and Hip Hop that it just went. Cause like when I first got on Love and Hip Hop, my role for the show was I was supposed to be the heartthrob. I was supposed to be the one that everybody wanted, like wanted to be with. And then when I got on there and people were just like gay, they kind of like. They went with that narrative. They went with the narrative a little bit and they started just shooting things and cutting it in a way that, you know, allowed viewers to look at it a certain way. And then obviously Bobby is a professional reality star. And Bobby's my friend, I love him. We're, we're cool to this day, we spoke about everything. But he knew what to do in those moments to like elevate himself. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I really am just this genuine, like I have a gregarious personality. I'm ostentatious, but I'm genuine. So mm -hmm. I can't use a moment to. So did you lean into the whole gay friendly thing for one reason, but it turned out another way or was perceived another way? Cause you were very gay friendly with him in the show. Mm -hmm. But well, they tried to make it seem like there was more there, which all of us that know you guys behind the scenes didn't get that because I, I know that that wasn't the thing. I didn't lean into anything. I genuinely was just Bobby's friend because it was cool. I remember. Um, people understand, like, all of my straight friends that come to the club, they come to the club for one reason. You know, they're trying to fuck on something. Bobby's not trying to do that. So when Bobby comes to the club, Bobby brings weed. Bobby brings other girls. Bobby brings a good vibe. And Bobby makes everybody feel comfortable. So, like, he was a plus. Like, Bobby introduced me to many celebrity women. But I feel like when I come to the club in Miami, my section is always all men. Yes. But I'm very unapologetic about yeah. it with everybody. And mm -hmm. I, I still don't hear them make those rumors about us. Like, I, I move in a very good... Maybe because I'm not as flamboyant as Bobby. You know, I don't wear makeup. People I don't, pick you, know? And, you know how they pick and choose what they want to be mad at? People yeah. pick and choose what they want to, you know, say things about. So, like, no, I was genuinely just me. Now, what I did do once the rumors first started, that's I was like, oh, I'm gay. I'm going to show you gay. So I perm my hair. And I you did, did the, the whole poppy. Coat, what was the poppy? The poppy shampoo, the yeah. pink. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to show you. And then they were like, yeah, no, we're going to show you. Whoosh. And I was like, oh. So when you played into it, though, do you feel like you then became a part of the problem because you were perpetuating a lifestyle or this you trying to lean into this narrative that you thought maybe it was going to change it but really it fed the machine yeah i guess part of it's my fault i thought i tried to have like the kanye mindset you know how like he made that song he was just like my girl got famous all from a, a home movie or some shit like that mm -hmm. so i just basically tried to beat, beat him to the punch like okay you guys think i'm gay all right i'm gonna show you gay and it just didn't work like mm -hmm. that Okay, so who do you blame for like how big it built? Do you blame you? Do you blame them? Is it a combination? It's a combination of everything. Like I'm a part of the problem. 
VH1 is loving hip hop is a part of the problem and Bobby is a part mm -hmm. of the problem because he knew in those moments where he was doing, like I said, we've spoken about it and you know, whatever it is, he's lit and I'm happy for him. But like, he know that he knows that there was things that he did that obviously played into people thinking that narrative. Cause like, bro, like, why are you spazzing me? Cause I'm talking to shippers or why are you doing this in public? You know what I'm saying? It looks crazy. How did the, how did the gay perceptions make your real life difficult? Like, did it impact, because you, you were known in Miami with all the girls, with the clubs and all that. Did it affect your business? Did it affect your personal brand? Did it help? I don't want- Because clearly Love and Hip Hop helped me with what I do. It, Love and Hip Hop did not help me in any way, shape, or form. Like, OnlyFans. <laughs> That's the only thing it did. Um, I don't want to sit here and say that the gay rumors is what made people, you know, kind of like ostracize me. But I promise you, every single night, like, I was meeting girls and I was just like, hey, you know, you're cute and you're fun, but are you gay? Um, all the male celebrities that I was friends with, that I was cool with, that, that you know and to see me with, like, where are they? Like, you don't see me with any of these people. So like, you and Trey Songz aren't friends anymore? No. But, uh, but that was like the guy that you used to help get in everything and you were you were really close to him. I was like his little his his little homie on the beach. Like when I when I first met Trey Songz, I was young, I was new in the promoting game and like everyone knew that I was a fan. Like before I got on South Beach, I didn't know it was wasn't cool to be a fan of someone, you know what I'm saying? And when I met him and like we became friends and like he would hit me up to like come to the video shoots and bring girls. Like obviously like he was using me for, for to a certain extent, but he did fuck with me. Um, I didn't realize that it was cr a crime or gay or it was like uncool to like look up to someone. Like I always like idolized him. I wanted to be like him when, when I was growing up and coming Still up. Still today? No, not today. Okay. But growing up, like back in like, you know, 2008, 9, 10, 11, yeah. 12, like. When Trigger Trey was the Trigger man. Trigger Trey was yeah. the man. Like he was in Vibe magazine. He had the, the Grey Goose uh, channel. He had the Corn Rose Girls he, loved like, him. He was, he was fly. Yeah. Every woman wanted him. So like when I finally got to meet him, it was just like, oh shit. So like we, I wouldn't say that we were like, homies, homies. I was a fan that he fucked with and I was like a plug, mm -hmm. you know, and over the years, things just transpired and he he became different. Like, he, I was, like I said, I was a fan that became a friend and then I just saw like, it was a combination of things that he was going through. Maybe it was a combination of like the weird rumors that were coming out, but him and I never ever spoke about mm -hmm. it. Like people well, the would rumors, say weird the rumors shit. were saying that you and him were in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. like weird shit. But where did they come up with that? Just because I had you were hanging out? I, yeah, it's not like I was flying around the world with the man. Mm -hmm. You know, like he came to Miami. Did you guys ever run trains on girls together? Never. So I was never even that. No, nah, I wasn't that cool. Like you gotta understand, like I was just hanging around the quality of women that he was fucking. Mm. So it was just like, who's it? You know, well, you like, have all the bad girls in Miami. Yeah, like I, I used to. Now I'm kind of like modest. I'm chill, but. Back not, then? Not, I was just in Miami a couple weeks ago, and, and I'm gonna tell you what Prince has taught me with all you fucking promoters out there. They bring all these girls in your section. They don't come to they don't come there with a meal. They come there with a meal in them, they don't come there with no drinks. They want to drink on all your bottles for free so you keep getting more bottles. So when you have a fifteen hundred dollar minimum it turns to eight thousand. Uh that's what happens and that's what he does. So yes, you still have all the girls. I, I do my thing. But that's just what it was. Like I was around them. I was cool. I was a good vibe, and and that was really it. It's not like it was anything more than that. Like I said, I was a fan. I looked up to him. It was just like dope to me to like be in a position like wow, like the person that I've looked up to and all my Facebook captions were his lyrics. Like you know, hits me up. Like it's cool. Like I was rising. But then you and Justin Combs were friends too, and then now y'all don't hang out. Is it because of the love and hip hop and the image? No, I, I can't speak for him. I can only speak to what I think. Okay. And what I think is, it's a few things. One, our relationship became estranged when him and Saweetie were kind of like going through like the breakup. Mm -hmm. My ex-best friend at the time was very, very close with her. 
I can't a guy? speak. Yeah. Okay. I can't speak as like like sexually involved with her. No, nah, I ain't saying all that, but I can't speak to their relationship. Was he gay or straight? No, nah, he's Caesar. Oh, see. So I can't speak to the relationship, but they were very close. So one day she came out with us to penthouse. Justin pulled up, and the energy was like weird. And like ever since that day, it had kind of just it was never the same. And then like on top of that, someone because he really, felt like you were best friends maybe with facilitating the guy who was getting the situation. closer to his girl. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, like he's close with someone that I'm really close with, and like we had a a relationship, and it it kind of fizzled out. And obviously, his loyalty is going to be to his best friend. So I think that all kind of like plays into it. But we're still cool. If we see each other, it's like love. It's just it's not, not what it used it's to be. It's just not what it used to be. Hmm. Okay, and so. You 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 fought through the gay rumors. You became you launched the OnlyFans. OnlyFans is a platform that's supported by women, but predominantly supported by gay men. A lot of gay men became your fans, mm-hmm. and then so you've had this weird relationship with the gay community, where on one hand you're not gay, but people want you to be gay, and there's an affection for you from the gay community, and then you get support from the gay community, but then you also are very critical of the gay community. You say a lot of shit that comes off homophobic at times. And I'm going to show you something that I just saw recently come up online that Jesus I was going to text Lord. it to you, but I knew you were coming here and I wanted to oh wait. Put the text up that Jesus. I sent you earlier. Text? Now, I saw this. Now, I want to know if this is Photoshopped or not, but somebody posted this and you, you said, I guess you guys were going back and forth. I didn't see their comment. They probably gaslit you and responded. And you said, okay, I'll be booked and busy. You guys uh-huh. love me at Pride and pay very well. Call me what you want. Make sure you put paid in front of it. Toodles. Go, uh, go take that HIV medicine before your T count drops. Now, I don't know how and where I saw that. But when people start tagging me saying, this is your friend, why are you friends with somebody who is clearly homophobic? But I don't know what led into that text. Well, first and foremost, we all know I'm definitely not homophobic. Well, I know that, you know but saying? I know that. Um, I'm, I mean, shit, I'm a zesty, sassy ass n- is what it is. And that person kind of just like riled me up and they clearly didn't post what they said prior to that because I have a different approach now. Mm-hmm. I've been through loving hip hop, I've been through the trolls, I know the things that people say, like even the people that have negative things to say about me, I try to kill them with kindness. Now if you continue to not keep it cute, I'm gonna say my slick shit and then that's it, I'm not gonna respond anymore. So that person just got like the slick shit. Now was it rude? Yeah, I'll be it, but what are they saying to me? Like, I what, don't, what did they say to gaslight you? I don't response? remember that particular person, but like people do things that just like aren't appropriate. Like they'll send you pictures with like them opening their booty hole or like just t- try to tell me who I am based off of other situations mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like bewildering to me because everyone is a person everyone has a family everyone has a, like a, a job and a manager or someone that they look up to someone that they wouldn't want looking at them in this light mm-hmm. so to me it's kind of like how are you putting yourself out there like you can be found so it gets me upset and sometimes I do it I go I go through their tag photos I find like their mom or their aunt I just screenshot and DM the shit they send me do you really? 100,000%. But why are you so invested in what people you don't know have to say about you in situations they could never be a part of? Um, because I feel like I put so much like love and like good and positive energy out there, regardless of like what gets put out on me, that for people to still not see that and have such negative things to say about me, well, bitch, I'm going to fight your ass back. I'm gonna, I can't fight you physically, so I'm going to fight you with my words. Mm-hmm. And if you get mad, that's on you. Like... 
You still watching? But but to know you personally and then watch you online and watch you on these shows, I just don't know the person. Like it's two different people. Yeah. You know, and we have this conversation privately all the time where I feel like, okay, I see like love and hip hop, I get I get the show. So I understand the editing. We have no control over that. You guys came to know me as being this ultra messy person every single day. When I am messy when I need to be for work, but I'm not messy every single day. But once they see who you are to them and where you fit on that board, that's just who you're gonna be in every frame you walk into, right? Um, but when I see you online fighting with the comments of the people who are letting them say stuff like that, that's hurtful to my community and just to people in general, because not only gay people have HIV, other people do, I get the get back. Does it make you feel good to get the get back? Or do you feel like, why do you do it? Like, why, what does it do for you? It makes moment. me. It makes me feel a little better. I like to argue. I ain't gonna lie to you. I've tried to deny it for years. I like to argue. I should have been a lawyer. And I'm good <laughs> at it. I mean, um, you're a reality star. It's arguing. You, you're in the middle of arguments all the time. And it's not that it makes me feel better. Is that I get worked up. I have to like work on my anger a little bit. I'm just so defensive. Everything that I've gone through, I am not the person that you met prior to loving him. You're not. I'm completely different. And you know that. I know it. But do, and and let's stop right there for a minute. Do do you believe? you allowed reality TV to change you? I don't think I allowed it to change me. I think I allowed it to affect and alter who I was because I changed how I dressed, I changed how I walk, I stiffened up because people are telling me that I'm gay, so I'm like, okay, is that how I walk, is that how I talk? Like, I completely changed who I was. I was just carefree, just loving. People try to attribute fluid to like, fucking whatever, but I was just fluid, just happy person. Not gay or bi, like I was just happy, I was just me. Like. And I just tried to show all the people around me a good time and show people love and good energy because I came from a tumultuous background and I didn't have the greatest reputation. So I always wanted to put my best foot forward. So with everything that happened, it's kind of like, damn, like no matter how hard I try, no matter what I do, I'm still labeled as this person. So I might as well be the villain. Like I'm not gonna go record myself being a homeless. I'm not gonna go record myself or film myself like doing the nice things that I do for people that help that I do. So it's just like, I have to rely on the people that know me and love me to speak up and speak on my behalf. And even then, that doesn't happen. Like, I've been in the blogs for X, Y, and Z, and I never see, like, my influential friends kind of, like, speaking up for me. That shit hurts. That shit sucks. Cause and he's talking about me, too, because this is another criticism <laughs> that we had. But here's the deal. I feel like, one, I think everybody believes that I'm posting everything on Hollywood Live, which I'm not. I don't post anything. But I do guide the vision. Here's the deal. When you play into a character, when you build a persona of who you want people to think you are because you're trying to code switch every comment that comes in, then you have to understand you paint a picture to my staff and to the people that own these platforms of who you are. Like, I know you personally, but I'm not in the comments or in the chat room with my team all the time saying, everybody, Prince is really a good person. If you put out some shit online, they're mm -hmm. going to post it. But why, why do you care is the, the, the thing. Because you've not done the work, you haven't done therapy or anything to figure that out, right? No, I know it. I don't even, I don't need a therapist to tell me why. I know why, and it's just because like I'm defensive. I feel like I have something to prove and I've always had something to prove. Even from just being a child, having to prove my mom that I'm good at something, having to prove to my stepfather that I can be dedicated, having to prove to my girlfriend that I'm not cheating, having to prove to, these people that I belong, having to prove to my teammates I'm as good as them, you know what I'm saying? So my entire life, like I feel like I'm always having to prove myself in some way, shape, or form, and that's why it's so important to me. I don't have people to speak on me. I don't have people to like praise my accolades, so like I work so hard and I care so much about what people think because like your reputation is everything. And on top of that, what's my business? I work in nightlife and promotion, right? I'm supposed to be cool with everybody. 
if Little Dirk was here and 6ix9ine was here, I'm supposed to be able to be able to fuck with both of them because that's my job as a promoter. I need to care what people think about me because think about the six degrees of separation. Richness, no richness. You know Remy, you know Floyd, you know Cardi. They all come to Miami. Are you gonna send them? You gonna send them to Purple? Or you gonna send them to me? You well, send them, I, don't, I don't send anybody. Okay, well not. Let, well, for example, like if you had yeah. something bad to say about me, yeah. bad news travels faster than yeah. good news. So you're gonna be like, yo, do not fuck with this because I heard this, this, and this, or because this, this, and this. So that's why. It's important well, well I'm, a, I'm a little different. Me. I'll tell you why. I don't do that based on what I hear because I'm somebody that people hear a lot about too. But people do. You're no, in my shoes, yeah, but people yeah, do Yeah, that. some people do. But here's what I will say, right? You do have to know how to work with people and how to code switch and how to manage relationships, but you don't have to give a fuck. I manage relationships very well and don't give a fuck at the same time. I don't invest in what people say about me. But you're in a position where you can't give a fuck. I'm not you yet. I'm not the boss yet. I still have someone that I have to somewhat listen to. I can kind of do what I want, but I still kind of have to adhere to some rules. So, like, you're blessing that position, but I'm still a worker. You know how Carby says, you're a worker, I'm a boss? Like, I'm still a worker. But you're a boss in your way. It's a mentality. It's not, you know, it's a mentality. It's not a position. Like, I feel like in many ways you have value and you have the value in your world and, and people respect you for that. But I think when you start caring so much that you start allowing it to affect your relationships, then people get a little concerned because I will say like even sometimes when I go completely nuclear online I had to learn like you can't go completely nuclear because you're going to scare people and people will start to say if he's doing that to them he's going to do it to me and then I had to really hone in on how I did what I did I just feel like you know like I've seen the whole you I've seen the you before TV and then I've seen you in TV and then we're going to get into bad boys because I told you don't do it but you, you had a you're on there now and I want to know how that's going people are waiting to see and yeah. it's rolling out but like I feel like you've lost yourself and who you are in this whole journey because yeah. there's a call we had where you were and we're talking about this domestic violence case where I really was concerned for your personal safety because I felt like you were suicidal that's what I got from our call mm -hmm. And I was concerned about you as a friend, not as Prince, not as a reality star, but let's talk about that. So you, you've had different things happen in the public. You had the public fight with Tory Lanez, which we already got into. We now see who Tory is. The public sees, which you may see some validation because now he's been convicted of shooting a woman, Megan Thee Stallion. You've had your, your situation with him where there was, I think, one fight or two. Hmm. Have you had two run-ins? It, um, it was two run-ins. And One, he, he punched you, and, and then private. second, you wanted to fight him in public. You called him Oh, out. no. So so there was the jumping at Liv. There was an incident at Vendome. And then there was the two privately where no one saw. But that's when shit was a little bit different. Like, that's a 195-pound prince, not a 160-pound prince. Mm -hmm. So Because you'd be in the gym. We've seen that all the Energy was 100% different. You know what I'm saying? But now, like I said, as far as validation, I don't wish jail on anyone. I, I can't speak to that situation. Being in jail fucking sucks. Um, Tori and I... Are cool there was something that came out afterwards with my lawyers i had shit to do with that i don't know what was going on but tori and i are straight we had our conversations in brickle we had our conversation in, in Publix. he paid me shit shit was fine like there's no How issue between you? him and i it was, you it, was, talk about it was you know what i'm saying it's private when I mean, him and i you know as man we came to an agreement but and that's because he broke it, your tooth or something right or there was something. yeah they jumped me okay and broke the tooth so you told him there was a certain dollar you wanted for him to make it go away it, he, it wasn't about going away. No, I mean, to take care of it and to own it or to whatever, yeah. and then it would go away because mm -hmm. that would be the settlement. Yeah. So you guys settled it. 
Yeah, we settled it okay. years later, but yeah. So then you got into another fight with a guy who owns a gym, because we posted that on Hollywood Live. I tore his big ass He up. was really, he was, he was really shit. big. There was a video. Matter of fact, we're going to find it. Let me show you right here. Oh, she's so small. Come on, break it out. Oh, no, he, he know how to fight. Skinny one know how to fight. Look at him. Look at his ass. Wide stance. Wide stance. Open leg. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He know how to fight. Look at him. He probably go to your season. video that we just saw you got into a fight with this guy outside of was it a chicken five guys five guys you squared up with him that was big 195 prince why did that fight happen that's a netflix docu docu series so what happened was everyone knows that i went to jail last year for a second time for domestic violence mm -hmm. right in that video you see my girlfriend claudia and you see the girl who put me in jail we are the black haired girl and she's kind of like holding her back and stopping her Jack and I, that's his name, that's the husband of the girl who put me in jail. But the craziest thing about all this is she put that man, her husband, in jail for allegedly beating her sister's ass who he was dating. So it's a whole crazy shebang. So long story short, he had been talking crazy during this whole time when I got online or on, on online to mutual friends, et cetera, et cetera. Once those charges were dropped against me because it was completely false, she just pulled shit out of her ass. Like, she just said things that just couldn't be So true. let's let's put a pin there. So you the allegations were what? That um, I whooped her ass, I kicked her in the ribs. I and beat this her is the first one. This is the second girl. The second girl, okay. That I, I beat her up for 30 minutes. Um, and I you, stole $7,000 from her. And you got her. arrested for that? I went straight to jail. Okay, and then were you already out on probation yes. or out? I was on bond. You were out on bond from the, the first The last one, domestic violence which case. Which was with who? My ex-girlfriend, Tay. Okay. So we're gonna get into that too. So you're out on bond from allegedly, I'm gonna post allegedly. Allegedly. Hitting Tay. Then you run into the guy who's dating the woman who also. Allegedly. Said that you beat her up. Mm -hmm. And you were arrested for that one. Yeah. And so then you're out now on two bonds. Ankle monitor and all. And you run into them at the Five Guys. Five Guys. So there was a little bit more that transpired after that. So he, my friends had been defending me Remember when I made a little angry post like, oh, you guys posted me in jail and I post me when my charges yes. get dropped. My and there boy was a whole phone call with yeah, us that yeah. had to talk about that. <laughs> my boy reposted that. Jack got upset, threatened him. They met up. He pulls out a knife on him. Whoopie whoop goes to jail. So me, you know, me being like the kind of like guy that I am, I checked him. I'm like, listen, bro, this same girl put you in jail for allegedly whooping her ass. Obviously, it wasn't true. And, you know, you're walking around talking crazy. Like, my charges got dropped. You got to chill. He literally said to me, don't message me again, faggot, unless you want to fight. 
And I don't know what this... This is via text. This is DMs. DMs, okay. So I, I don't know what it is that people think about me. I don't know if they think I'm pussy or why they think I'm pussy. But I was like, oh, okay. So I went a step further, got his number, started blowing his shit up. He's not answering, he's not answering, he's texting. He ends up telling me to meet up someplace. I go to meet up, he doesn't show up. I go somewhere else, he tells me come back in 30 minutes. Long story short, I go back to my house, drop my location, he pulls up. To I your house? To my apartment in, in Brickle. So I go downstairs, people are talking. He's in the middle of Brickle, in front of Brickle City Center where there's cops and cameras and shit. So I'm telling him, come inside the garage, pussy, da 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 da. He doesn't come, we put a pin in it. He's just like, when I see you, what's on site? Now fast so forward. So he pulled to, up to your house to argue with you. To argue with me. Okay, that's annoying. Put a pin on it. I'm in five guys with my girl, my boy, his girl. Now this is guy. a new girl. No, this is the same girl, Claudia, from the video. Oh, not my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the girl that put me in jail. I'm sorry, y'all. We're gonna I'm get sorry. to the problem. <laughs> We're gonna get to the root of all problem. Prince's problems. I got a problem. Because Tay was Tay was the first girl mm-hmm. that you were in a relationship with. Yes. Who said that you hit her? Mm-hmm. Then you got out on bond. Then you got into a fight. Then you got put back in jail because this other girl, were you involved with her? No. Oh, yes. Were you fucking her? Yes. Okay, so you're putting a dick in her. Then she puts you in jail for saying you hit her. But I had Wait, 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 wait. wait. Then you get out, and now you're in Five Guys with another girl. No, but I'm going to keep it. Hold uh, on. You're in Five Guys. I'm just trying to, because my audience is trying to follow the story, okay? I'm a story. I lay it out. So now you're in in Five Guys with another girl, Uh but that's not the girl that you're with now that just came to my house. That is her. Okay, you're with her? Yes. Okay, that's the blonde hair girl. Yes. Okay, so now, you see him, you guys, then what happens? So I see him, and obviously he probably went home and told his girl, oh, that's pussy, da 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 da. So I called him out. I was just like, yo, Jack, what's up, pussy? So reluctantly, very reluctantly, he comes, he starts walking over, and it wasn't really much talking. I was like, yo, so what's up? He's like, so what's up? I was like, so what's up? It was like, so what's up for like six times. So I okay, threw my so setup. all y'all said what's up, but then what happened? Then I threw my setup. Um, he threw his up and I just tore his ass up. I tore his ass up. That that clip that you guys saw was like the second half. He was gassed. He was, <sighs> I tore his ass up. So there was a fist fight that ensued outside. This is why you're on two bonds. Not not for fighting, but yeah. But you're on two bonds fighting. Yeah. Okay. Because life is about decisions. We, yeah. we get into your decisions. Yeah. Now, you, you, that post goes viral. My point is, you found yourself repeatedly in situations where you put your freedom at risk. Mm-hmm. When do you become the prince that I know that says, I'm making all these decisions that may make me feel better or may seem right, but are completely bad decisions? When does that person intervene in the brand and say, enough is enough? Okay. So, first and foremost, I'm going to start by taking accountability by saying that you shouldn't play with people's emotions, um, you know, shouldn't sell people dreams, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So when you're fucking them and telling them that you love them and you don't? I don't do that, though. Okay, so what's the, what's the emotion? So, what are you playing with? This is going to sound really crazy, but you cannot, you cannot tell me, sorry, if I'm only calling you at 2 o'clock in the morning, we're not cuddling, I'm not telling you about my life, um, you have guys taking you out on dates, sending you Dior, this and this and that. There is no way in life you think that we have a relationship or we're going to be in a relationship. Like there's no dates, there's no trips, there's no laid up pillow But the one Spanish girl that you were with, y'all were laid up on Instagram Live every day. That that was your girl. And I told you, what did I tell you? You told me, yeah. What'd I say? She crazy. Yeah. That's what I said just from on the outside looking in. Mm -hmm. But, but, But the pussy must've been good. 
the head must have been good. The cuddling must have been good. Something you put your you put your responsible thoughts in one bucket that was filled with something else because you you were clouded by something. What was it about her that made, was it? Because some of us love the spicy Spanish girl or spicy Spanish guy. What was it about her it's that? A, it's a lot, man. Honestly, like I'm a very emotional and sensitive guy, so like I was attached. Um, I feel like I put a lot into that relationship and I cared a lot and it was a lot that I put up with like she has a background that isn't necessarily the squeaky cleanest so I felt like me being who I am and still loving her publicly and showing her affection and showing her off and not caring about what anyone had to say about her or what they do even her job was you know most guys wouldn't be able to handle it was her job stripper she was a dancer yeah at the time you know what I'm saying like and I felt like I handled all that, and like we just got into a lot of fights about things that just didn't. But she believed she was in a relationship with you. She was your girl. Oh, that was my girl. Okay, so yeah, that, that was that one. You're not yeah. you're talking about the second one. Yeah. Okay. So. And so with the first one, how did that go left to where you got arrested for domestic violence? Passion. I w we were broken up, but I was still kind of like we were still communicating a little bit. Communicating and fucking. Communicating. We hadn't fucked in a while. Okay. Um. Prior, when, prior to this incident happened happening, we hadn't spoken for like six weeks we were blocked mm -hmm. um we had like fought about rolling out or something like that um and i guess she kind of just caught wind that you know a girl might have been over or whatever the case is she just pulled up and did she catch wind that a girl might have been over or did she oh my god this is gonna sound so fucking horrible oh my god. I'm, it's gonna sound honest hopefully did she find it was her sister no it wasn't her sister it was just a girl it was it was just a girl but it's like was it a friend of hers no not at all she attacked you. She whooped my ass. And then what happened to where you then get arrested? I ended up just leaving. I had a client that I booked for a yacht. Um, I cleaned myself up. I went on the boat. I had a celebrity boxing fight, and I was getting me to go to the press conference for it. And, like, five detectives just pulled out on me and had guns drawn and took me to jail. And no one, like, asked me what happened. No one asked my side. Nothing like that. They just took me straight to jail. And mind you, I had a broken nose. I took videos and pictures, like there was blood everywhere. They took pictures and videos and they still somehow came to the conclusion that I should go to jail. Did she go to jail? No. And so when you were charged, what did, what did they say you did? They said you punched her, hit her, they grabbed said her, held that, her? Um, she said that I grabbed her by her hair, that I threw her things all over the floor and told her you're going to pick this shit up with your mouth, bitch. She said that um, I basically tried to kidnap her, I refused to let her leave. Like, did you said, do any of that? Nah, bro. And did, you, did they drop those charges? I got found not guilty. It didn't get dropped. I okay. got found not well, guilty. We took it to trial. Which, okay. Yeah. So you took it to trial mm -hmm. and you won. Yes. Perfect. And let's be fair. That happens to men. Like men, I mean, it doesn't always happen to men. Men do beat on women, but men are also subject to the situation that you went through. So you go through that. You, you beat it because you fight it. You found not guilty. And then you find yourself with another woman that you end up in the same situ or similar situation with. How do you how do you repeat? Well, let's back up. Hold on, you have it a little bit misconstrued. So, okay. yeah, I got please, the, yeah, so, I got let's the, set the record straight. Yeah, I got the first charge, right? And I was going through that, went on house arrest. They took it off. I'm going through the motions. Okay, we're still it. going through trial. Got it, got it, got it. I caught the second charge while we were still going. Okay, you're right. Trial for got that. it. Okay, okay. And I so, didn't get found not guilty to like the day before I flew off of that. Place. How did you find yourself in another relationship with another person that can put you in the same situation as the first? I didn't. I didn't know that that situation was gonna end up like that, brother. Like, I genuinely just thought like, okay, I got caught up in some shit because, I got caught up in some shit. Like, I was just not, I was being a dog and Carmen came and beat me in the ass and I got caught up in some shit. Well, people here want to know what's the shit. That's, you're here to talk I had a, 
the blonde okay. was with me during this time period. That you're with now? Yes. Okay. That, and so I went to jail. So the girl that you're with now, what is her occupation? I, I'm good at what I do. Joe, you got to ask some questions. <laughs> oh my God. She's an accountant. Teacher. Yeah, let's say she's an accountant. She counts we'll just, money. She counts money. That's thrown at her. She get, no, she's not. She's no. She's definitely not. A she's dancer. not a dancer. She's not a dancer. Jason, you should know she was your waitress once. Okay, so she works in the clubs. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. In your industry, whatever. Yes, okay, cool. I was. I thought she was something else. Okay, so you're with this other girl that you. Okay, you're you're out on bond from the first one. You get into another situation with another girl, but now you're messing with the girl you're with now. All right, so because you are funny. Okay, so listen. Yes, it was a sticky, messy situation. Her no, and I were you, going through it. That you created. So you, this is where the ownership you have to take. I take accountability. I shouldn't have been doing that. Okay. Things were not don't great. Don't say but. Don't say but. I'm not saying but. I'm saying things were not great. You don't great. like your job. You quit it. You don't work at McDonald's and think that you don't work Ooh, at Burger King. I was not you don't, expecting you, you it don't, to go this You, you like... don't work at Burger King and think that the fries are better at McDonald's and then walk on your break to go eat the fries at McDonald's and go back and lay the meat in the buns at Burger King. So that's your, where you own responsibility because yeah. everybody's been a part of the problem. The girl's the problem. The blog's the problem. When we know at the root of all this, you're not this guy that's caught up in all this, but somehow you became that guy. Yeah. Listen, I understand that I had a problem. I have okay. changed. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I worked it. I just got caught up in like a weird situation and shit just went left. The girl, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. And I guess the girl thought that she was the main and she wasn't the main. And I don't know if that killed her ego, but she literally made up an entire lie. Like they saw the cameras, they saw what happened. Like she said, I whooped her ass for 30 minutes. She wasn't even in my place for 10. Like We're gonna get to where all the stuff was dropped because the reason why Prince wanted to show up today and why it's important is because Prince wanted to clear his name, but also promote the new project Bad Boys on Zeus that we're gonna talk about too because they over there lit. Everybody is just a mess. It's a mess. And no, stop tagging me. I will not be hosting the reunion. I have no interest in hosting the reunion. Uh, they don't have enough security over there for that. But let me say, the reason why I wanted you to come is because I wanted people to see you who you are, but as you're talking, you're showing them that- I'm a whore. You're a whore, that um, you, you, a few times now, because you, you know a lot of my fans are women, so they're all on here right now saying, oh, you're blaming the girl when you're the problem, but you just acknowledge that you were a part of the problem. Yeah, so that's 100%. also great. I want, hopefully people caught that and give you some space. But what I'm trying to understand is, what was it, because I know during this time you were also in the gym working a lot, and working out a lot when you're gaining weight like that, we're using testosterone because that makes you really horny and that makes you want to sleep with a lot of different people because I went through that phase too. Was that, do you feel like there was a part of the moment where it was the sex and the involvement with all these different people that was causing the problem? Well, of course, of course, that, was, of course that was causing the problem. I shouldn't even do that. I was in a relationship. Um, yeah, that's just, there is no but. That's, that was the problem. Honestly, had I never involved myself, it wouldn't have turned out like that. But again, not to make excuses, just where I was at that point in, in the relationship. And I feel like, I mean, you said there's a lot of women on here. It's the same thing. Like when they're going through with their guys and it's just like really, really bad. And like say someone kind of just give me, it was kind of like a situation like that, except the comfort was like gifts. Like I'm not turning down 2K boots and like studio time and like dinner at Carbone. Like, wait, the girl you were having? Yeah, she was, what? She was, she was cashing you out. Cashing me out. 
So I was just like, but you were in, so you in a relationship with the blonde, but we were we were in a relationship. Okay, she and you were cheating bad. on her with this girl who was cashing you out, but she was cashing you out from the money she was getting from the guy with the gym that you fought. Hey, I can't I can't speak to that. I can't speak to that. So that's why he's mad because he got ran out of L.A. I'll say allegedly because he had mm -hmm. issues at the gym here. That's what I heard. That's what the people that tell me to truth. go to the gym. Okay, so now you're in Miami because he has a gym there too. I think right. Mm -hmm. He's a successful gym owner, not as successful here in L.A., but successful over there. Okay, so he's successful giving this girl money and then you're dicking her down allegedly and allegedly. she's then bringing the money to you while you're in a relationship with this other girl. Okay, now I got it. That's just messy. It's just messy. It's bad boys. It's it's it it's messy, right? Yes, it was. But you were you you didn't think well you wouldn't have thought you were in a relationship with a girl who was in a relationship with this guy. You figure like you was the side yeah, or she you got, was the side and she was the side. It wasn't even like a it was a side. It was like a it was like a sneaky link. My girlfriend and I had been. It was a sneaky just link up with gifts. Down. A sneaky link with gifts. Like she was like a. She was young, so she was like a sugar baby. But I was like the baby baby. But you never let her spend the night. Her. Once they nah, spend the night, I'm telling you. This. Nah, I spent the night like maybe like once or twice at hers, like towards the end. But um, it was just a bad situation, honestly, and it was fucked up. I shouldn't have done it. Um, and you know, it's no excuse that. You know, my girl and I were going through that at the time, but like shit was just bad. And this girl just came along, like bearing me. I'm like, well, damn, like I'm arguing with you about dumb shit. And this fucking girl was trying to like take me to Fiji, like, and I'm declining it, you know? So it was, it was just hard. And I just got caught up in some shit, but I don't, at the end of the day, like regardless of my shortcomings and what I may need to work on and my attachment issues and mommy issues as to why, like I, I surround myself with women and need their love. Like I don't hit women. Mm -hmm. I don't touch women. I don't like, I can be aggressive, like with my words, verbally, like I will cuss you all like a dog before I put my hands on you. Like that's just not how I was raised. My job is predicated upon like making women feel good. That's and she made the she made the claim that you beat her, and then you beat that. I beat yeah, I beat both charges. They checked the cameras in my building. They checked my ring camera. Yeah, okay. I mean, regards. You went through your due process and you were found not guilty. Mm -hmm. So that's great. So when you see that, what what's the biggest lesson you got from all of that? Now that it's all behind you and you're not going to jail for it, you're not being charged, she's moved on, they moved on, you're in a relationship now with the girl. What was the biggest lesson on that? Be a good fucking person. Be honest, be real. Like if you're not trying to be in a situation with someone anymore or things are bad, like cut it off, break it off. Um, I also learned that I need to work on myself some more. The only reason that I do all these things is because like I'm trying to fill, fill a void. And the what? void obviously is my mother. All my issues, my confidence issues, not knowing my self-worth all comes from, I feel like the way that she treated me. So I'm always like fighting for someone's love. And it that turns that ties into why I care about what people think about me because like I wanna be liked, I wanna be accepted, I wanna be respected for what I do because I feel like I never was like my entire life. Mm -hmm. I feel like, I don't feel like, you know, like, I'm friends with a lot of mothers and I see how they treat their kids and I don't I wasn't treated like that. And it's not to say, oh, I'm this thirty plus year old man that's crying over his mommy issues. No, it's not I'm not I understand it, it is what it is. Like I'm a grown man, I don't care, I'm gonna do better for my child. But that's why I fight so hard and that's why I'm defensive because I I just I just I just wanna be loved for what I do. Like if you don't like me because I'm flamboyant, if you don't like me because I was rude to you, like I get it. No everyone's gonna like me, but like, you know, respect me for who I am and what I do and that's it, because I'm only trying to be the best version of myself. But do you know who you are? 
because no, if, I if, don't. I'm still trying to figure myself. I'm trying to figure out my passion and my purpose. I'm trying to figure out where I'm supposed to be in life. Like I know I love making people feel good. I love making them happy. But what am I supposed to do? Am I an artist? Am I a reality TV star? Am I an actor? Am I a this? Like I don't know, and I'm still trying to figure it out. And I feel like people won't just let me try to figure that out. Like people want me to be this. Like oh, stay a promoter or you should stay in love and hip hop or you need to do this or you need to do that. And it's just like, Doc, I don't know what I want to do or where I want to be. I'm still trying to figure it out. And like, I wish people could just see that. Like, I'm just a young man that's trying to do right. I'm not out here being like weird and flaw. Like, yeah, I have my game, I have my shortcomings. I might not be like the best boyfriend, but I'm a good person. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I'm not out here moving slimy and doing fuck shit. Like, I've never once tried to get over on you in my life. Mm -hmm. Or in anything that I do, like I always try to look out and help with my way credit I can. cards. Would disagree, but it's only because I drink too much and don't know when to I stop. I have expensive taste, but yeah. you know, like I've always. I but felt you, you, moved, your like, hospitality, the way you take care of people, is great. I think the thing is, like, why don't you just focus on making you happy instead of trying to focus on serving up everybody's expectation or playing into a narrative that you don't control? Why don't you focus? Because when I saw you on the phone, emotional, crying, sounding suicidal. I didn't hear from you where you saw your value. I didn't hear from you where you saw your life's value. I heard you feeling like you were under an avalanche of narratives or comments or allegations or expectations that didn't that didn't fill you up but just actually pulled you down. So when do you just focus on loving you and being the best person that you want to be for you and then allow that to be external for everybody else to digest? Um feel like I cannot I can't afford to do that you know what I'm saying like I have a lot of things like I take care of like when my father's older um I have nieces I have nephews like I'm doing and I feel like I just I just I don't know how mm -hmm. you know like I know I need to, but I need to get to where I need to be, and I need to figure that out. And I, I think my biggest thing is, like I said, I just don't know who I am, and I'm, I'm trying to navigate and figure that out. And it's just hard sometimes. Like I said, I'm just by myself, just you know, just figuring this out. Like I don't have like my like my father's there, and I appreciate him, but outside of being like an emotional crutch, you know, like my two cousins. There's no one there for help. Like if I, I lose everything today, and I'm homeless, there's no one to like ask if I can go and like stay with them. Really. Like yeah, you have friends, but you stay like an attitude. But like there's there's really no one to like go to like that. So I only have me, and I I can't stop moving. I don't I can't afford to like try to figure that out. I just gotta like get the next bag, flip it, and make something that like you know my parents can be proud and they can be taken care of. I don't have like luxury of like doing that. Because. But your your parents, let me ask you this. Would your parents be, and I'm, this is Jason, your friend talking, right? Would your parents be proud if the headline was Prince committed suicide? Would your parents be proud if the headline was Prince gave up? No. So the way, you don't have to stop collecting bags. I think you showing up right now and being vulnerable is huge. I think it's I think it's something that a lot of men that feel like they can't be when they all have the same feelings can feel like it's they have permission to do that. But I feel like although you're not 
stopping, part of being able to keep going is taking care of yourself, right? Mm -hmm. and, and this is one thing that I say I criticize you privately. I always say, why not just take a break from relationships for a while? Because like, that's a pressure that doesn't allow for a lot of space for yourself. Mm -hmm. Is it because you just don't want to be alone? Because I get that. Part of it's that I, I don't want to be alone. Um, and part of it was because like, there was just so much going on. Like, there's nothing like a woman's love. You know, it sounds crazy, but like, well, you having know like my, a long, you know, my fans, you know, yeah, like just having like after like a long day, just being able to like lay on a woman's chest and have her like run her fingers through your hair and just like tell you like you know everything's gonna be okay. Like after being at war with the world, you know, it's like it's the best feeling in the world. So like you put up with maybe like a lot of the toxicity because like that's the only thing you have to come that come to that feels like close to like home. Like I can't call my mom. Like I don't have a relationship with her. Like my sisters they're all estranged and like doing their thing so like you know there's no one to go to and then like i tried doing the whole like having all the homegirls and confining them but sometimes that turns into something else and like gets into trouble and then these situations happen so i don't want to go to a therapist because not that i'm scared of a therapist i love talking to them but i don't need someone to tell me what it is i already know that's wrong with me just tell me how to fix it like don't but, tell but me to align my fucking chakras and shit like that like tell me do i need pills am i bipolar like, what is it? How do I fix this? I need to talk to my mom. All right, well, she doesn't want to talk to me. How do we get over that? Like, that's all I, mean, I want. You find you a therapist like I do who doesn't tell you what's wrong with you, but just talks you through situations and takes you on a journey where you realize where your problems are. Like, I realize one of my biggest problems is alcohol. It's the root of every problem I have. It's the root of every relationship I've lost. It's the root of every anger that I take out on people. It's the root of financial issues. If when I have financial issues, it's always the root of the problem. So that's something that I tell my therapist, I want to actively work on that. Now I have to put it out there and now my community has to hold me accountable for it. But I do feel like it's okay to give yourself permission to have the space to work on you. Because I had to work on a lot of me in order to get to where I am now. This all just didn't come out of nowhere. I had to really be able to not just get in my bag, but I was bag collecting, bag chasing too. But when you're just chasing money and you're not chasing purpose, when you're not identifying your purpose or your passions because you're too busy ch chasing money, and I get it, life is real. Sometimes that's the real thing. But like you were doing all that before the fame. You were doing, you were getting the money before that. You were getting the money. You had the relationships. You had the respect. You had all of that. Okay, and you can't heal from what hurts you if you're still in the environment right i'm True. in the same environment but like my main source of income is this environment and that's it right there like you said i was in a position where i had all these relationships etc etc okay and where the fuck did it get me look at all these people that i was cool with before they blew up before mm -hmm. they were these chart topping billboard artists before they had these businesses and this and that these are people that i cared for and generally cared about and no one not that i'm asking for like a hand to lift me up but like you know what i'm doing why wouldn't you like allow me to like handle certain things? Like I'm not gonna say anyone's name, but there's someone who used to be like in the back of her fucking camera while she was like rapping. Now she's super popping. And you'd think that knowing that I'm a promoter, I would handle that. Like, come to me, let me get you booked at story. Let me handle your shit at live. Your date. I'm gonna say you're dating this person now, make them fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? And you would think that these people would look out for me in the way that I've looked out for them. Like I said, I have the relationships and I speak up. Jason, how many times I've been like, yo, Jason, listen, I do this, tell your friends this, like contact boohoo man for like i ask you know what i'm saying i don't not ask i'm not me and it's just like no one's ever reciprocated the energy i've given back to them i'm not gonna fucking publicly whine about it i just keep working but all the relationships i've built over the past 10 years like a lot of people are thriving like where am i at and i i can say that some of those relationships have soured because 
me being depressed and bitter and mad and angry, I do lash out. Even like the text messages that we have shared sometimes, mm-hmm. I've sent that to the lit people that I have friendships with. And you know, people shy away from shit like that. That's too much. And I get it. I can be but, too much. But that right but... there is the thing, right? If people feel like your behavior can be unpredictable or lashing out or putting on blast, they're going to be afraid. Maybe to now, engage. but yeah. how many times do I have to nicely ask you and nicely remind you? Like, hey, yeah, I that's do fair. this. You know what I'm saying? How many times? But well, look at how I'm reminding look, you, like, hey, yo, I did this for you and you had shit. But if you go to my Instagram and you look at how I put people on blast now, it's different than the way I used to. Because I used to lash out because not only did it make me feel good, but it let everybody know that you were a piece of shit, right? And mm-hmm. that shit travels because then people share whatever. But now what I do is, like, we, we posted who came on my, the Jason Lee show and who didn't. We put sticky notes up on people who didn't come up and we put, like, kind of shady captions on it, right? Like said they're going to come allegedly or gave it to somebody else. And we posted that. Now people in the comments are seeing it and they're digesting what they did, but in a way that's not so aggressive or overtly uh, uh, aggressive. But that's me working on me, right? Like you're, you're going to work on you and just even you coming today and being vulnerable and open and wanting to come here and talk about it. And, you know, what I will say is, you know, uh, when you first, when he, Prince first reached out, he was very clear that he had gone through these very public situations with these girls and wanted to clear his name. But I also say one thing that I made a connection to that you didn't even bring up was when that one girl killed her boyfriend in Miami. You were the first person to really post about it to bring awareness to this other optic that we don't really see. It was a white woman dating a black man. She stabbed him in his sleep or whatever, allegedly killed him and then was released out and nobody was writing and about it. no one cares it. because he's dating a white woman. It's just like, why does that matter? That's crazy. This black man got killed over like what? Over like bullshit. And like, yeah. I'm not trying to get emotion again, but that shit resonated with me because like, dog, like I went to jail over some fake shit and no one gave a fuck. Like, I was facing life because Florida's a sex trafficking state and they gave me a kidnapping charge. And nobody Like, nobody was talking about it. Just, I'm in jail. Like, no one reached out. No one tried to help. Like, except the people that were there with me when I got grabbed. And it's just like, all these people that know me, know my heart, have dealt with me. Like, no one, you know, no one, like, helped. Even, like, it just going through that made me so much angry at the world and like depressed because it was just like damn like all these people that I've known for so long just sat but I like even my ex best friend Caesar like I think he's a lit lawyer. That was like your brother. It was like my brother. You'd think that just out of the love for the relationship that we had that he would have like helped. But like I get I understand where he's at and maybe it is what it is, but it's just like no one cared. All the people that I knew that I fucked with over the 10 years, because again, the, my friends are my family. My family's not really like in my life like that. So everyone that I ever touched, it was just like, damn, like, no one gave a fuck. And then like after, you know, like I went through it, I got found not guilty on the, the second, the first charge, the second charge got dropped. No one talked about it. And it just made me bitter, put like a, a big boulder on my shoulder, like, one thing that sticks with me one time is it's like after the whole Tory Lanez jumping situation, right? Again, no one really cared or talked about it. Something that burned inside me is it's like this guy, Sean, Sean King, the activist. Mm-hmm. Remember when the guy that used to talk to deers got jumped in Brickle? I don't remember that. Well, he got jumped in Brickle. And um, Sean King, 
jumped out. He was in your comments, like, advocating for this guy. Like, oh, this guy just fucking talks to fucking beers. This shouldn't happen. Oh, I do remember. Yes, yes, yes. All yes. just to come to find out that he was in La Sandwich Harry acting like an asshole. Acting like well, you know I've met him, and I know, I know that there's more to him that, yes, he talks to animals on that, but he's also he's also an asshole. Yes. Well, yes. that's he got his ass beat because he was an asshole. But mm -hmm. why did I get jumped by Tori? No one gave a fuck. You go to the comments, oh, he must have said something gay in his ear. It's just like, does no one care that, like, this international superstar just dumped me for absolutely no reason. Right. And and then when I sue him, now I'm a fucking snitch. When the fuck did the cops get called? Who the fuck pulled the police? I told him to come outside and fight me. You know what I'm saying? Then gave him an opportunity to make things right. Three weeks pass, he's still flying first class on private jets fucking women while I'm walking around with a tooth hanging on my loose. But, but Tory Lanez is the, is, the personal, is, the, is the perfect example of what I'm saying. Karma caught up with him in time. When karma does what it does, right? Like you can't be fate for everybody you have to allow life the universe god to work and when somebody goes on and on and on and punches people jumps people does this threatens people shoots a person allegedly i'll say allegedly for legal purposes life is going to catch up with them you have to just i get that but that has nothing to do with like how i just felt in the moment that's why oh I was yeah no for sure no, no, but, but no no it has nothing to do with how you feel but how you feel and how you channel that anger is yeah. what matters because then if you don't figure out the process, you repeat it over and over and over. Going back to what I was trying to say earlier and the connection between the white girl who killed the boyfriend and you bringing mm -hmm. that issue publicly. I saw you post it. I was the first one to post it. Then everybody started posting it. And you were really on their necks about it. And she was arrested and then, and then released. I felt the connection that you had to that because he was dead and voiceless and couldn't fight for himself. And I think you felt dead and voiceless because you weren't able to really fight for you. So I get it keep the conversation in that so people can get the message. Because mm -hmm. when you lash out, people don't get the message. They just see the activity. You know what I mean? That's something that I had to learn over time. But, but, I, but I am glad that you not only beat the cases, but that you were able to be your own best advocate. And I hear what you're saying is, you know, you want people to remember you for the human being you are and not the headline or the narrative that's been painted and have some compassion. Um, and it, it, to the point where it almost drove you off the cliff, how did you stop yourself from going completely over the cliff? I'm, honestly, I know it's like one of the seven deadly sins, but thank God I'm kind of vain. I couldn't figure out a way that would be painless, that would allow me to still look good in my casket. I know this Are sounds serious? serious. I'm being 100% serious. Because one, I, I don't have a high tolerance for, for pain. Like my pain threshold is not very high. So you actually I'm... went through thinking of all the 100, different 100,000%, Jason. Like, do you know what it is to like have to walk around and like people look at you like I think w raping children and beating women are probably like the two lowest things yeah. you could do right mm -hmm. people are looking at me like that now not once but twice so it has to be true like not even is that it crippled me financially like Michael Griego's not cheap google that man mm -hmm. like crippled me like like to the point that I I could barely like pay my rent mm -hmm. like my car and like shit was bad. Like it siphoned like the funds. Work was horrible. Cause like who's <laughs> who's hitting up the nigga that like beats on women? You know, like it was bad. Like and honestly, the only ray of hope was like my lawyer, Michael Greco, and like beating the case. When the first charge got dropped, like I was like, okay. <sighs> All right, cool. Like, so now people can kinda like second guess again, like, okay, well maybe he's not this person. And then like we went to trial and we got found not guilty. Like all I could do was cry because it was just like, you know, like finally, like maybe like people will talk about it. But that's what took me out of the depression. That and then like, it's crazy to say, but bad boys. Mm -hmm. Because I was in a funk 
one, they paid me a very nice check. And then like the things that have come ever since I got found out guilty and I got the bad boys job, like life has been great. Like the day that the cast got announced, Fashion Nova locked me in a deal for like six months and they're loving my content. Bad boys pay me very well. Only fans going up. Uh, clients every single week. And now like Zeus are my clients. When they come to Miami, they're booking yachts with me. They're booking clubs with me. They're booking cars with me. So like, and again, the six degrees of separation. So like, it's just a snowball effect. So like life has been great. Being back on TV, like put me under depression because I love it. And I'm on a show where I get to be me. There's no one saying, hey, say this like this. So that's really just it. Just going forward, I had to keep going, being vain because like I, I didn't want to die. I felt like it had been like, wow, this so much potential and didn't live up to it. And I feel like I still have time to reach that potential. I'm just trying to like figure it out. Well, and I'm glad that Bad Boys and shout out to Zeus and Lemuel is amazing. Lemuel is an amazing uh, black entrepreneur who supports a lot of black businesses, big supporter of Hollywood Unlocked to me. And I'm glad that he helped you. But why wasn't the thought of you being valuable the thing that drove you to the success that you are now, not the vanity of how you didn't want to look in the casket? Because you still haven't, I, I, I mean, I hear you're still attaching your value, your happiness to money and success. Because. Instead of just you being a valuable human being. I just don't know my value. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like I said, I'm still trying to figure out. We have conversations about this all the time. I know. Bobby, Darrell, they hate how I talk about myself, but I just don't. Like, I feel like I'm good at what I do. I, I used to feel like I was great and I got severely humbled. So now I don't know my worth. I don't know that I'm this good looking. I don't know that I'm the Fresh Prince of South Beach. I don't know that I'm Prince Did you ever put out that like... video of you getting your ass waxed? Yeah. You know, is it on OnlyFans? It's on Twitter. No, because my friend my friend in the other room, I have to ask you, by the way, he has, <laughs> he has amazing, I have to bring the show up a little bit. I mean, he has an amazing body. Um, and we'll talk about the fitness, because the fitness thing, I'm, I'm in my process. You're dedicated to your dedicated. fitness stuff. What type of content is on the OnlyFans? Like, are you, is it solo, is it all solo content? Are you having sex with people? Well, is I am not a porn star. Okay, so you don't have sex with anybody, people. Either. But, you know, go subscribe and see. That's all I can tell the fans. But, you know, it's not, you're not going to see me like, it's not Pornhub. But you can go give me $20. Come on. I mean, is there at least, is there at least a masturbation video? Nope. There's none of that? I'm not about to divulge any information. So you want people to go and invest in this OnlyFans? I mean, if you want a preview, go on Twitter. Shit. Okay, so go check out his Twitter and just send it to me. I'm too tired to go to Twitter. All right, so the OnlyFans is good. Now you're on Bad Boys. Do you believe you're a bad boy? I mean, clearly from this last yeah, hour. Yeah, I'm definitely a bad, bad boy. boy. Okay. Um, but people have a, a misconception of what a bad boy is. Like, a bad boy, again, is not a, um, a, a delinquent on cell block D. You know what I'm saying? A bad boy is just the opposite of the girl next door. You know, like, you you, you know, like, oh, watch out for him. He's a bad boy. What does a bad boy tell? You know, maybe he's got a lot of edges. Maybe he gets money in a way that's not necessarily super legal. He's been in trouble with the law a couple well, maybe times. He maybe he beats you know, people up on a reality show or runs people over. Or maybe over that, that too. But I just feel like, you know, a bad boy is just, it's a stereotype. And it's just like an, a, a culmination of a bunch of different things that you do. I don't think a bad boy is just someone that just goes into a house and just wants to fight for no fucking reason. Like, that's not a bad boy. That's a... So on this show, you're not getting fights? No one tried me. Mm -hmm. No one raised their voice at me. No one brought up no gay shit. No one brought up Tory Lanez. No one tried to be shady. The only person on there that was kind of like messy or shady is Darrell, but Darrell's Bobby 2.0. I was, I was, it was very easy to deal with him. Mm -hmm. We never got into it because mm -hmm. I just killed him with kindness and mm -hmm. jokes. But I had a great time on the show. I feel like I was able to show people who I actually am. You see my personality. People are finally realizing like, damn, Prince is funny. Like, maybe he's not so corny. He's just funny. And yeah, like I said, like, 
I wasn't kissing no one's ass and like getting into no fights. Like I was just me. Started gossiping. I exit stage left. People talking about things that have nothing to do with me and my opinion isn't needed. I didn't say shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I minded my business and that's so how. So who's sexier? You or Mojo City? Me, of course. You think? I mean, maybe maybe Mo to the new viewers, the new people, because they didn't see me already. Like I'm old news. You know, I've been around the block. I'm a so slut. He, so you're saying he's the new piece of me? He's the new piece of me. Mm. MoJ City is cute. He's a little, um, he's interesting. You know, I That's met my him dog. Before. He's cool. I met him before. He wants to come on the show. I he got to pull up. All right. So how was it filming with Orlando Brown? Because a lot of people think he's just a psychopath. Amazing. Let me tell you something. Like I said before, Orlando has clarity. Now, when he does drugs, if he does drugs, when he drinks, he definitely drinks sometimes. Then he might get a little crazy and say some outlandish things but Orlando is all there he's a great actor he is super super talented and I've seen him like do a bunch of different things on on a different on different scales of creativity so what about Raspy like, I'm not gonna lie to you that annoying as fuck really that was the only in the house that I was just like he wasn't the biggest gangster in there he was the biggest poser Poser. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? He did shit. Now, mind you, he does have producer credits, so this could have been for camera. There was this corny shit that he did. It was like, bro, like be your authentic. So, like, you're fucking Raz B. Mm -hmm. Regardless of what you got surrounding you, like, you're still a fucking legend. You're still going the Millennium Tour doing your thing. Like, conduct yourself as such. And I feel like he did things and put himself in situations and positions that is going to diminish him and his brand even more. Like, well, how does it look like you're Raz B from B2K and you're on television against Smacked Around? by Jonathan. Not that Jonathan's not someone lit, but you're Raz fucking B. You know, so he just wasn't authentic. He really didn't know me. He did a lot of weird shit on set. Um, talked a lot of like weird shit, like just did shit for the camera. And it, was, it just annoyed the fuck out of me, like mm. everything about it. We're cool now, we spoke, we've had conversation, but he just did like weird shit, weird shit. Like, bro, what? So recently he posted on social media that the whole allegations he made against his cousin Chris Stokes about the child molest that he actually came and did an interview with me about and said, and I was a big champion for him and somebody telling his story it was a lie. Did you believe, do you believe he was telling the truth then or now? I can't speak to that and to how, what's, what's someone's truth or what's not someone's truth. But what I can tell you is what the world thinks of Orlando is what they should think of Raz B. Mm. That is the one that don't got no clarity. There's something wrong with him. Mm. There was a night that we were out that he was saying that someone fucking drugged him. Like, we've been on this bus this whole time. Ain't nobody fucking drugged you. Like, what are you talking about? Mm. You know? So, I don't know what he got going on. I don't know what to believe or not. He had he talked to me about the story while we were there, too. I feel like he talked to everybody. And that was another issue I had. People are, are questioning me in the episodes. Like, why didn't you talk to Chef D? Why are you having an issue with Raz? Because this nigga's talking to me about this guy that took his ass, right? But you don't want to tell me someone's trying to whoop mine? Mm. How the fuck that makes sense? So the Bad Boys show did good for you. You're happy. You're, know, you're yeah. on the you're on the the men now with your past and what you've gone through, and you feel like you're coming through all that. Yeah, I'm having a great time. It now, mind you, it wouldn't be. I'm very thankful and grateful for them picking me because I don't even think I was first choice to be completely honest with you. I think once that fighting video came out of me whooping Jack's ass, that's when they were like, oh, I spent in the house. Um, it wouldn't have been like my first option, my first reintroduction back into television just because of the premise of the show. But at the same time, I loved it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. I had a great time. And you're happy in your relationship now? 
Um, you know, every relationship has its ups and downs. And I'll just say that. But, you know, she's she's cool and, you know. I'm going to make a prediction. It's not going to last. It's not going to last. Because one thing love ain't is unsure. And that, I'm not unsure in the love. That did not. Do you love breathing? Of course I love breathing. You like that jacket? I like it. You love your teeth? Well, it's just funny. Do you love your you, body? You call you me. You love right, money? Like, you ain't got to take that call. You can call it from the car because it ain't going to last yeah, anyway. Gotcha. Well, listen, um, are you still doing music? Yes, I still do music. Um, I'm still dropping music. I just, I'm not expecting to be Drake. You know, like, I hope whoever likes it, likes it and Are you going to be Poppy Shampoo again? No, I'm Poppy Rosé. You're Poppy Rosé. I'm Poppy Rosé. I've elevated. I've grown okay. from pink to red. Mm, okay. And so you're still killing nightlife. You're still, you're doing, you're doing uh, the bad boys. Mm -hmm. And then what else do you want to do? Um... I've been taking acting. I've been sending out some self tapes. Um, that is a process. That is that is that is different. It's a lot of dedication, a lot of work. I can see myself like super killing like rom com or like action comedy. I think I'd be like I would own those lanes. Um, but that's to be seen. In the process, of just trying to like open a few different things. Like I, I'm creating like a not an actual clothing line, but just like pieces, like just one offs because I feel like I have an eye, but I don't want to be Luigi, you know. Mm. Um, getting ready to open like a business, just just little different things in the works and the plans, and just you know working on getting all the money together, pulling my investors, and just making some moves so I can be respected and know my worth. Because like you said, like, I don't, and I'm just still trying to figure it out. I just like some normal person trying to figure it out like everybody else. Well, listen, anybody that can come uh, to this platform or any platform and share how they feel, be vulnerable, and open up, and take some responsibility. Although I don't think you took all the responsibility. I'm not. You took some. Okay, well, at least you took some, and that's a start. So I'll give you your flowers for that. That's all. That was lit! All right, make sure you follow Prince on all social media. Stay connected to everything he's doing, and then go find whatever content he has on OnlyFans and just send it to me. All right, well, now it's time for my other favorite part of the show. It's my thoughts and prayers. Someone call Elon Musk and tell him that I'm ready to move to another planet because it's getting real ghetto down here on Earth and I'm completely over it. Now, you know, we're living in the wild, wild west and it's not the one that Will Smith was living in. No, it's the one we've got people randomly snatching wigs off women's heads, people wanting to smack the shit out of each other, people popping off on Twitter for having an opinion, and people recording NBA players' booties. Okay, well, I might like that one right there. But on a serious note, it's too much down here. There's no respect or grace for our black women. The fact that a white man can simply walk down the street and just rip a black woman's wig off her head and act all nonchalant about it is just sick. Where is this continued uproar for the hate against black women? Even down to the celebrities like Halle Bailey. I mean, she secured a massive achievement and a bag in becoming the new Ariel. And all Dr. Umar has to say is, why isn't her husband black? I mean, can we have a moment to celebrate the big win for little black girls everywhere? Maybe Dr. Umar should audition for the live action remake of a Goofy movie because that's just how he's acting. Or even like Hazel E and her estranged husband. Those two really need to go on a social media hiatus, finalize their divorce, head on over there to therapy and work on themselves 
for the betterment of their child, Ava. It's always a shame when parents drag each other online as if their kids aren't going to grow up one day and see everything on the internet. And the same with gunplay. While we send our love and prayers to his family and his little daughter, the threats towards DJ Envy and potential criminal charges now he can face won't be worth it in the end. I mean, we understand he was trying to stand up for his family and protect them, but at what cost? The cost of your freedom? The cost of something going wrong? Because the internet is a wild, wild place too. And so is the rest of this damn planet. So again, someone get Elon on the line. Why are we calling Elon? He's part of the problem too. And get me the hell up out of here. Well, but until then, I'm going to be right back here recapping all the bullshit that you do for the rest of this week and all the other ghetto happiness on the planet. That's it for the show. Make sure that you're streaming us everywhere that you can stream because podcasts live on the internet and then we're over there. And you can follow me on social media at Hollywood Unlocked. Also follow the Jason Lee Show. You remember last week or two weeks ago, we had uh, Chloe Bailey. Well, this week we have uh, Kiki Palmer coming in the studio and she'll be on the show next week. So just make sure you're watching. And if you haven't got the merch yet, go over there to HollywoodUnlocked.com slash shop and get this. The Gag Nation line is finally here. So you know when somebody tells me that I can't do something, what am I gonna do? I'm going to do it. So I didn't just build my own show, The Jason Lee Show, I built my own merch line too. Why? Because the Gag Nation, all of you, you're my family, and everything is fire. Trust me, we got sneakers, robes, hoodies, slides, mugs, and a smoker's bundle with trays and grinders for all y'all that do all of that. It's a limited time drop. It's only here one time, so once it's sold out, you're never gonna get it again. So head over right now to the website, hollywoodunlock.com slash shop to secure your spot right now. All right, thank you for tuning in. I'll be back later. Bye, peace. The Jason Lee Podcast.